0: 100 Degrees
1: And welcome back everyone, it is episode number 80 of Thirst and Goal. Ben, I'm just waiting for you to ask me, can I... Believe it. Can you believe it? Oh, man, I can't believe it. 80 episodes now, Ben. When we started this back in 2018, did you think we'd make it this far to episode number 80? Did you think we'd still enjoy it this much? Week after week, we'd love doing this podcast.
0: Uh, Quite frankly, no. <laughs> I-, I would not have guessed that we would make it two full years, and probably uh, the reason for that would be more myself than anyone else. <laughs> I have woodworking gear, I have golf gear, I have weightlifting gear, I have all sorts of hobbies that have come and gone through the years, as Frane can attest, as well as Sonia, so I would blame myself uh, <laughs> for the fact that I wouldn't have guessed that we would make it this far, uh, especially uh, missing very few weeks along the way. Uh, you know, there are holidays that creep up, yeah. there's family Very rarely uh, do we miss last, a weekend. Yeah. I mean last week, uh, last year we went on vacation. Yeah. Uh, so this would be right around the time that we would be giving our farewell episode <laughs> to take, you know, a two or three or four week break for the summer. Not this year. Uh but because not only can we not leave the country, the rest of the world won't take us. Uh so th- <laughs> you know, we're we're sort of uh stuck here. Uh but of all the weeks uh, to be off the air, this would not have been a good one given all the news that took place in the NFL this week. Friday, what about you? Would you have guessed that since November of 2018, no. we'd still be doing this and loving it? Yeah, I know that. That's what I'm surprised about. I mean, is, is the
1: fact that we still love doing the podcast. It, it's it's it's. I mean, it's so much fun. Um, you know, every time, even when I work on a Saturday and I get off of work, I feel like it's like the last day of school, and I get to run over here and do a podcast. I mean, it's just it's so much fun.
0: Absolutely, and uh, we hope that all of our listeners agree with us. Uh, and thank you all so much. We'll give a shout out to our listeners out there that have stuck with us, and there are a lot of you that have been with us since the very very beginning. Our microphone hanging from the rafters in our face. How far we've come with the sound effects now, Ben, with the setup you got. I mean, you
1: set up every single weekend for. 80 this is the eightieth time you uh, put exactly. all this gear on exactly. the table. Exactly. We have, you know, we had the big board, we have the you know the big screen now. Um so we definitely upgraded uh and these are our maybe a fourth, fifth mics now. I mean we yep. had that little cheap one that we got from Amazon originally, then we had the Yeti, then you had some other really expensive mics that you got, and then you got even more expensive mics. <laughs> uh but you can definitely hear in the sound quality uh that we have definitely improved uh over the course of two years years almost coming up.
0: Yeah, Joe Rogan, we're coming for you. Uh, Friday, how was your week this week? It was good. It was good. Actually, this week
1: uh, flew by. You know, last week I worked four days and it felt like a drag. This week I worked five, but
0: it seemed like it just flew by. How about you, Ben? Interesting. Yeah, this was a long week. Uh, <laughs> it work, seems like every... Yeah, work, work was, it was a long week and the heat didn't help any. Uh, you know, yeah. I've been working from home primarily from the garage and it was a little warm this week, uh, so I may be you do house. inside. I may mean, have a
1: house with air conditioning. I I know you wanna, you know, give uh give Sonya who who may or may not make an appearance on the podcast tonight. You wanna give her her space because she also, you know, works from home in a cool environment, unlike yourself, Ben. Yeah, but I may you have a house. Yeah, that's
0: true. That's true, Uh Friday. What are you drinking over there? You already uh, killed a bottle I, tonight.
1: I killed a bottle of the Templeton. The Templeton is now gone. We're making room for some more alcohol, and so I pulled out the Basil Hayden's Dark Rye. So the Dark Rye with some Coke and a little bit of club soda. What looks about like you, Ben?
0: Molasses that, it, that it Basil almost, Hayden's looks like I mean,
1: uh, Worcestershire sauce. Oh, wasn't a big fan of it though. This is this is one that that's why I'm mixing it because all the stuff that we weren't huge fans of. I mean, the Templeton was all right. But I mean, you have to create space. But the the Basil Haydens, we we're, were both kind of disappointed in this. This yeah. is something that you sort of mix and not really drink on its own. It wasn't as enjoyable on its own. But uh, it tastes good, though, with uh, with a little bit of Coke and a little bit of uh, club soda.
0: Yeah, the presentation on the bottle and the label, really nice. nice Very nice. Uh, but not uh, one of our favorite ryes that we've tasted. I am continuing to keep it old school, drinking a Tangaray and tonic with a little uh, lime and a sprig of rosemary, rosemary from Frane's Garden in there. And also keeping with our theme the past few weeks as we continue on quasi-coronavirus quarantine, <laughs> uh, I am, we'll be drinking cores the little oh, big yeah. boy or the, the fat boy bottles, the little bottles. Uh, we're going old school back to my youth. We tried Miller. We tried Foster's, Foster's. We tried Fosters. <laughs> and this week we're trying... Rocky Mountain High. Also, something that I've never
1: had before in my life, Ben. I mean, all these common beers that you grew up with that were readily available— I never had those. Yeah, it's i am mean, really not, I'm not in Friday, a huge Friday, beer drinker. Uh, but I, I always
0: Friday's beer. I sort of strayed away from those
1: those beers. Well you,
0: Friday must have had the luxury to stray <laughs> away from those. Uh you know, I didn't have the resources to uh, buy cases of expensive European imports when I was you know, they're in not the, expensive in the, anymore. In the eighties, <laughs> <in the 80s, laughs> making three twenty five,
1: three fifty an hour. <laughs> they used to be expensive then, yeah. but you know, not anymore. I'm sure now you can probably buy a six pack of You know, Amstel for the same price that you could probably buy that Coors for. It's close, or you know, maybe like a dollar or two difference, but it's not a huge difference. Whereas, you know, maybe back in the day, I'm not going to try to age you at all. But back in the day, I'm sure there was you know a little bit of a price gap.
0: Yeah, it was huge. And I'm going to try as hard as I can this week or next week. Uh, Listeners from the East Coast will know what I'm talking about. I'm going to try to get. Some Genesee beer and some Genesee cream ale. I don't know if it's possible to get it out here on the <laughs> West Coast. I may have to have someone Special carefully order. ship it to me. But that is something I, I really would like Franny to try. And then I'm going to try to see if I can get some Saranac uh, India Pale Ale, which was the first pale wow. ale I ever, I ever really fell in love with. Uh, that's made in saratoga saratoga springs new york uh, but if not we'll be going with you know maybe budweiser maybe the the, the, the king, king of beers next week but we've had the Coors, the pabst the fosters and the miller uh so far Friday, i think was a fan of the pabst but was wasn't surprised. a fan of any of the other offerings. i was
1: actually surprised that the pabst was drinkable
0: yeah it's not bad actually pabst is an underrated you know regular drinking beer Uh i mean a beer you come home you know if it's a warm day and you're just going to sit down on the couch and have one beer or two beers it's actually not bad Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. for the price
1: yeah no i mean well it's a little bit higher than it used to be yeah that's true i think it was a (laughs) dollar
0: 99 for that uh for the big boy can there 24 ounce whereas you
1: know back then it was probably like a dollar yeah maybe not even maybe 75 cents (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right, Friday, what are we going to talk about tonight?
1: Uh Tonight, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL news. We also have a shout-out to our new and loyal listeners out there. We also have a promo for one of our fellow podcasters, fellow football podcasters. We also have our tag team news, our Thurston goal news, my Eagles, Sonya Seahawks, and Ben's Steelers. Uh, we also have our feel-good story every week. Ben just... I don't know, what do you Google these things? I don't know how you find them. It's getting harder. (laughs) It's getting harder. Because I think you've covered a lot. You've covered at least, uh, I'd say 30? At least. At least 30 feel-good stories. We
0: have to do this every other episode
1: coming up. (laughs) And uh, we also have our shot of the week, which is a summer-inspired shot. Uh, It is called the Ray Finkel Shot for our miami dolphin fans out there uh we also have our brown our beverage of the week which is uh, a rye we had a bourbon last week this week we have a rye and uh it has it has a high rating so i'm excited uh to taste this one on the show and we also have our beer of the week it's our first beer from china And the only beer, or is it the first beer from China? (laughs) And the only beer on the shelf that was, uh, from China, uh, has some pretty interesting packaging. I really like the graphics on the bottle. And to end the show, Ben, we have a little bit of housekeeping.
0: Yes, indeed. Yeah, I think it's called the what is it? The uh, Master Gao Jasmine Tea Lager. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so that um, we're uh, definitely looking. I guess you could yeah, say we're, we're looking forward to I trying mean, it.
1: We're, we're, you know, we're an international podcast, For sure. Uh, and and so you know, we, we try beers from everywhere, from all corners of the globe. And uh, yeah, we got to
0: try to get a couple from India. We
1: got that. We got the Taj Mahal. We, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did see a new offering from India on the shelf, right next to the Taj Mahal. Maybe I can pick that one up in within the next coming, yeah, next few weeks.
0: Yeah, because we have a bunch of listeners from India and a bunch of listeners from Australia, mm-hmm. uh, interestingly enough. And there's plenty of beer from Australia, although a lot of it is, you know, along the, the well, if Foster's it, if it Lager anything, Line.
1: If it tastes anything like Foster's, I'm not too excited to try yes, it. Yes,
0: exactly. We'll get a Vegemite <laughs> beer.
1: Friday. what's first up on the big board? Uh, first up on the big board, man. we have some NFL news.
0: Yes, we do. This is about as big as it gets. Yes, it is. Patrick Mahomes locked up to a 10, count them, 10-year contract with the Kansas City Chiefs. Neither Patrick Mahomes nor the Chiefs showed any sign of worry about the prospect of coming together on a contract extension that will keep the quarterback in Kansas City for the long term, and there won't be any need to worry about another deal for quite some time. Adam Schefter of ESPN reported that Mahomes and the Chiefs agreed to an extension that runs through the 2031 season. That feels like a lifetime from now. Uh, Mahomes is entering the fourth year of his rookie deal, and the Chiefs exercise their option on his contract for next season. So this will keep Mahomes, allegedly, in Kansas City for the next 12 seasons. Uh, The Chiefs and the quarterback recent agreement on a 10-year contract extension that will keep him there through 2031. As we mentioned, it's for $503 million in total. Uh, four seventy-seven million in guarantee mechanisms, one hundred and forty million dollars in guaranteed injury, guaranteed money, uh, which comes out to be about forty-five million dollars a year mm-hmm. over the next ten years. Franny, what say you?
1: <laughs> that or twelve is, years? Sorry, that 12. is a lot of money. half a billion dollars. For one player that's why it's five
0: hundred and three the agent wanted it to be the first just over half, half billion dollar contract,
1: and it's over ten years. I mean we see these contracts in the MLB uh, I forgot who it was recently I signed that it was like three hundred and fifty million dollar contract over ten years which Price. I thought was ridiculous because it's baseball. Uh, <laughs> That's where the money is, man. But, uh, it is. Fine. Even though no uh, one goes to the games, there's still a lot of money yeah, to is be a made lot, somehow. a lot of money involved there. Um, but yeah, it, it is It is a lot. Uh, but there are you know ways out of the contract for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, if he does get injured, he is still guaranteed that $140 million and whatever he made within the period of time before he got injured or whatever. I mean, hopefully the guy does not get injured at all. Uh, but that is a lot of money. But when you look at the the how much quarterbacks are making in the wage scale and and how high some of these contracts are getting, you know, five or six years from now, you know, Mahomes making you know forty some million might seem like a bargain. I mean, you have Dak Prescott right now looking for forty million dollars. He's not going to get. He's it. He's not going to get it. But,
0: but you know, he, what do you did, think? he was smart to wait for this deal to happen. Yeah. What do you think, Ben? I mean, I think it's obviously a smart deal for the Chiefs and for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, odds are he won't play this contract out. Uh, interesting that Andy Reid is responsible now for two of the 10 year contracts, uh, in the NFL of the six quarterbacks that have had 10 year contracts. He actually was responsible for the 10 year contract given to your beloved Donovan McNabb. I like Donovan McNabb. Uh, I actually think know. it's a smart deal. And, and to Franny's point, uh, later on down the road, five, six, seven years from now, this may seem like a bargain. Uh, I think in the short term, You know, with $140 million guaranteed, it is a significant cap hit, regardless of how you spin it. Uh, There are ways for the Chiefs to get out of this contract. I believe all the guarantees... In the contract are paid out within the first five seasons or the f- first five years of the contract. So from year six to 10, it essentially will cost the Chiefs nothing to move on from Patrick Mahomes. But given the fact that he's won a Super Bowl already, mm-hmm. uh, coming into his, uh, coming into his fourth year, you know, I, I don't know what else they could have done. I think it's a great, Move for the Chiefs and for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I mean you know it they, locks him up. If yeah, he exactly. wants to stay, that's, he can stay. That's and, what and I was about to say. I quarterbacks mean, they, are hard to find.
1: They locked up their quarterback. They know who their quarterback is going to be in the future. And they also make uh, smart decisions in the draft. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of other guys that they may have to cut ties with. But it seems like they always find, uh, you know, the pieces that they need in the draft. Especially recently, they've been they've been drafting very well.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for Richard Sherman to complain that Chris Jones doesn't get $25 million a year uh, because they just paid all this money out to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, crickets from Richard Sherman on this one. You but really I really don't like Richard no, I, Well, because, Jeez. you know, why, where where's the compliment uh, to go with the criticism that he laid out last week? <laughs> uh, I think it's a really smart deal. I mean, it, it, blew my, it blew my doors off. I didn't think it was going to uh. be... $503 years. million dollars over the course of 10 years. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, the guy, he's as good as it gets in the NFL right now next to Russell Wilson. I don't think there's anyone else uh, that's up there in terms of mm-hmm. talent uh, with him and Russell Wilson. I mean, there's Lamar Jackson. There's Deshaun. uh watson down yeah. in and i wonder what they gonna do with Houston. him and they, but there are, and there are a few quarterbacks but there, there's no he, one really on his level yeah i mean
1: at his age too i mean you know aaron Rodgers is also a very good quarterback uh but he's also getting up there in age you know roethlisberger recently signed a, a fairly large deal himself but now. he's also um getting old and and hopefully not injury prone this upcoming season um uh, but the the well-established quarterbacks now are a little bit older whereas you know Kansas City they locked themselves in with this young guy who 10 years from now can still be playing at the same level that he is right now
0: yeah i mean it it did blew me away i mean i didn't expect that mm-hmm. i mean uh, and uh Franny and i were texting earlier in the week when they, when they first announced the contract and that that it was for 10 years i thought okay this is not going to be i thought it was a for- joke i thought it was a yeah. joke because i was at work and i just looked at my phone and I'm like,
1: nah, Ben's, Ben's lying. This can't be true. You know, 10 years. So, you know, I just get on Instagram right away, and it is $503 million. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. I
0: thought it was going to be for a lower dollar amount, longer tenure. So they're both locked in, guaranteed uh, to be with each other if they so choose for the next 10 years, which really takes uh, all of these contract negotiations off the table for a long period of time, which is, I mean, you see what the Cowboys are going through right now mm-hmm. with Dak Prescott. It draws unwanted attention to the team. It could create a division between the player and the front office, and it's just not healthy to have continual contract renegotiations. Even Tom Brady got tired of it here at the end before he went over to Tampa Bay. I mean, he was negotiating contract after contract after contract, and some of those were not as well Received by both parties. I just think it's a great deal for for both teams. It's but a g- great deal for Patrick for, Mahomes. For, yeah, for forty five million dollars <laughs> a year. If he play, I mean, I don't think I he'll mean, play this contract out. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, you look at these other quarterbacks and how
1: long they've been with their teams, the tenures that they've had. I mean, how long Aaron Rodgers has been there? How long you know Matthew Stafford has been with his team? How long Matty Ice has been in Atlanta? Uh, you know how long Ralthisberger has been you know with the Steelers? Uh, you know, Wince is locked in right now for. A a longer term sort of deal. Um, he's going to
0: be drinking pabst. Yeah. <laughs> when by comparison you he's know, a bargain.
1: Rivers recently. I mean, obviously he he moved to uh, to the Colts, but he was in in San Diego and L A for the longest time. I mean, so ten years for a quarterback to lock him in for that period of time. I mean, he was probably going to be there for that amount of time anyways. Um, so I mean, you know, in the long run. It will look like a bargain.
0: Yeah. I mean, but it's just 10 years. It's crazy. Yeah. Just to give, uh, you know, some historical context here Brett Favre got a 10 year contract in 2001, uh, moved on in 2008 when Aaron Rodgers decided to kick him out <laughs> the door, uh, essentially gave the team an ultimatum there. Uh, Drew Bledsoe. Uh, A lot of people don't remember this one. Drew Bledsoe got a 10-year contract back in 2001 as well. Uh, Did not play out that contract because Tom Brady became the starter. Uh, Michael Vick got a 10-year contract back in 2004. 10-year, $130 million, only $13 million a year back in 2004. And we all know that he did not play out that contract either, I believe, uh, who am I? Donovan McNabb had a ten-year contract that he signed uh, with the Eagles. I'm not sure how many years he played on that one. Do you remember how many years he played on that contract? Uh, who was that Donovan? Donovan. Yeah.
1: McNabb? Um. Well, he was with the Eagles until about 2008, I believe.
0: Dante Culpepper signed a 10-year, $102 million contract back in 2003, setting the Vikings off on a number of (laughs) unproductive years from that point moving forward. Uh, Let's see who else. I think that's about it in terms of the the prior 10-year contracts. But nobody played these contracts out to the end of the season. Uh, I think it was uh, Steve Young actually – agreed to some 43-year contract with the USFL uh, when he came out of uh, Brigham Young. But, yeah, there's been a lot of guys that signed these 10-year contracts. Well, sixes. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know there were six. Uh, and that Andy Reid was also responsible for one of those contracts. You know, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, it, it it's really going into a season that we don't even know whether or not the season itself is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It, it was a pretty amazing contract uh given the timing of what's going on
1: yeah and uh you know you still have bobby bonilla still being paid 1.35 yeah i was looking i'm like which baseball player was that that they're still paying uh long term until 2035 i don't think who's paying them is it the giants uh, the the mets oh the the mets Mets. yeah Yeah, the (laughs)
0: mets the mets are about as great in the front office as the jets and the dolphins are
1: but i don't think it's going to play out the same way with patrick mahomes you know he's going to be productive you know 10 years from now i'm sure he's still a young guy you know, there's still a lot of football to be played. Uh, but he also seems like he has a uh, good head on his shoulders. He seems like a, a smart player uh, like Russell Wilson that doesn't put himself in peril, uh, you know, running down the field. I mean, he knows when to go down, when to slide, um, and when to just launch the ball.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it just it, a great receiving core, great head coach, great uh, ownership group, great general manager. This really puts every other team in the AFC in a bind uh, for the next, you know, for the foreseeable future. It's yeah, going man. to be tough coming out of the AFC. <laughs> the Steelers are going to have to hope for some type of an injury or plague of injuries, you know, for the Kansas City Chiefs because between uh, Cam Newton going to the Patriots with Bill Belichick and Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, it you know, it's going to be tough to get out of the AFC.
1: Yeah, and the Chicago Bears are definitely kicking themselves in the ass right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> would have I mean, Patrick,
0: they wouldn't assign him to a 10-year deal.
1: Yeah, no. No, they, they probably would have released him. Yeah, they would have picked
0: yeah. up his fifth-year option this year and said, come see us next Trubisky. year for, for a negotiation. <laughs> Is Kirk Cousins available? <laughs> Another guy with a bunch of guaranteed money. I think. I think the next... Highest guaranteed, I think it was Goff, got something like 120 guaranteed, eh, somewhere around there. Cousins got I think about 88 million dollars mm-hmm, mm-hmm. guaranteed. Not sure how much Foles got guaranteed on that contract, 80, but it was, it I was think a bunch. It was bunch, about 88
1: million, million. Yeah, I mean I don't know if you got the full. I think the full contract is 88, but I think he was pretty close to that 88 million dollars being guaranteed. Being
0: guaranteed, yeah. Yeah, man, talk about a Super Bowl victory parlay. Well, <laughs> that that is a fantastic five parlay right there. <laughs> All right, next up. On the heels of Patrick Mahomes. Pouring that shot, What does this mean for Big D? Next Wednesday is July 15th, the deadline for Dak Prescott to sign a deal or play under the tag. Only four days remaining until the deadline to sign quarterback Dak Prescott to a long-term contract. The (laughs) Dallas Cowboys can take some solace in knowing they no longer have the burden of making him the richest player in NFL history. The Kansas City Chiefs took that option off the table. Well, maybe. You don't know. Who knows what Big D will do with them uh, when they signed the 10-year contract worth $503 million with Patrick Mahomes, it's the most money ever in terms of average per year salary and the total package by far surpassing Seattle Seahawks so quarterback Russell Wilson's four-year $140 million deal. Mahomes' contract includes $140 million in guaranteed money, as we discussed a little earlier. On the same day that the Chiefs announced the Mahomes deal, which took less than a month to negotiate a, sor- a source, said the Cowboys and Prescott, who have been talking about a deal for almost two Years have not engaged in any talks since March, when an offer of five years for more than thirty-four million dollars annually, and then a record tying one hundred and ten million dollars in guaranteed money, was rejected. So that must have been Goff. I think that one hundred and ten. Uh, there appeared to be hope of possible movement when Prescott signed the exclusive franchise tag on June twenty second, guaranteeing him thirty one point four million dollars for twenty twenty. But there have been no no subsequent talks in the two weeks since then and if no long-term extension is done by july 15th prescott will have to play the entire season on a franchise tag the biggest obstacle between the boys and prescott has been the length of the deal the cowboys wanted to do a five-year deal to help with the salary cap and prescott wanted four years to keep in line with the contract contract length of many of the recent quarterback deals frane what say you i never understood that yeah, don't give you know, your team flexibility, whatever you do.
1: No, I'm just saying, like, four or five. I mean, what's, what's the difference right there? You're still going to be making, you what's know. What the hell is he? 28. Uh, no, he's younger than that. I believe he's younger than that. Uh, well, he's been in the, year, in the league for about four years now. So maybe he's around 28 years old. But I mean, you know, four or five years. I mean, what's the big difference right there? I mean, if you're making that much when's, money, when When's
0: got a four-year
1: uh, I can't remember the details. Year, I think it's about five. Uh, I think it is five years, Russell
0: though. Wilson got a four-year deal. Yeah. Uh, Goff, I think, got a four-year deal.
1: But I, I think it would be a smarter decision to sign a contract. For five years as opposed to four years, that way if you do potentially get injured, you're still being paid that final year of your or whatever year of your contract. I mean, I'd, I'd rather sign for five than for four, especially if it's you know around $35 million a year, whatever they were offering him. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me why he wouldn't agree to that contract. I mean, he's not –
0: he's not worth it,
1: especially when you're not worth it. I
0: agree. I mean, I think I've been harder on Prescott the last few weeks. You have been than you very have. hard, yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy's not worth thirty one point four million dollars at, mm-hmm. yeah, at the quarterback position, as far as I'm concerned. And I don't quite understand why, you know, why you wouldn't want to give your team a little bit of, of flexibility with spreading that money over a longer period of time, getting those guarantees out in the first two or three years. Of the contract, even the first four years of the contract, which will give the team much more flexible flexibility on the salary cap. We don't know what the cap's gonna look like, you know, two or three or four years from Especially now. After Obviously, this year. it'll probably go up if the pandemic is over and we go back to normal. Uh, but we don't know that for sure. And they're gonna pump up the, the cap next year for sure. They're not gonna lower the cap by forty or fifty or sixty million dollars because of the coronavirus. But if this thing goes on longer or if revenues are down the subsequent year, they will have to lower the cap. So I don't quite get what his reasoning is over a four-year versus a five-year contract. He's going to get another contract if he's healthy. He's going to get another four or five-year contract on top of this one. You're right. I mean, I think he so he he played his fifth year, Uh, so he's franchise tag now in the sixth year. So that would put him. So he's probably twenty-seven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. give or take 27 or 28 years old plays four years five years on his contract puts him at 32 33 years old he's still gonna get a i mean roethlisberger I mean, just got a a, a 35 million dollar a year extension at 38 years yeah, old
1: he was also playing at a high level before his injury whereas Dak prescott right now is not playing at the highest of levels
0: yeah i mean you're I, i'll say it again eight and eight best offensive line or second best offensive line in the in the league great receiving core allegedly you know, top ten, top five. Yeah, but you posed a question on,
1: on Twitter, and what did our uh, Twitter followers agree on? What as was the far cl- as oh for the salary for, for Dak Prescott? Yeah, how much, was- where does he where where does he slot in? Um. Uh, uh, you know, salary-wise, it was 31 it to 36. Was, I think. Yeah, I, I, e- or 31 yeah, 31 to 35. Uh, I think it was 25 to 30. Was it? I, I think it was some, I mean, that's what I, I, I voted for that. But, <laughs> well, know, you,
0: well, there was no zero to 15 choice. That <laughs> no, you but I, to I've
1: for. always said that if, if he is going to sign a contract, I think it'd be fair for him and the team, you know, between 25, 26 million dollars. I don't know if he's worth any more than that. Obviously, he's not going to sign for that, but I'm just saying that's where I believe, you know, he is. Uh, but he's got worth, the
0: offensive line. Yeah. He's got the running He's game. got the weapons. He's got the receivers. He's got a solid defense. I mean, look around the league, Dak. You've got Deshaun Watson running for his life out there, uh, still with a better record than you've got. You've got Ryan Tannehill with a better record than you've got. You've better got Kirk off. motherfucking Cousins with a better record than you've got. You've got Ben Roethlisberger. You've got Aaron Rodgers. You've got... Yeah, it was, it was uh, 31-35. So, uh, 31-35. 31-35. 31-35.
1: Um, for all the people that voted, um, but it the looks record
0: like, speaks for itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been the, the, quarterback. the team has been pretty average. I mean, the, the team has been pretty, you know, it's been fairly med- mediocre. I wouldn't be surprised if his record as the starter is about 50 50. You know, is yeah. is you know, is eight
0: and eight, it, nine is, what, yeah. was it nine seven year before 10 and You know, six he was 11 and
1: five, I believe, one year, but I mean, uh, I, I mean, it's 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 all nine seven eight eight. Did he hit? Was it four games one year? It was his rookie season? I'm not sure exactly. I but
0: I don't, I can, we could bring up the record. I, I just the, the 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 way I look at it is, you don't have a a, a franchise quarterback on your roster to have a quarterback on your roster. Hmm. I feel like he believes that he should be on the roster as a franchise quarterback, record be damned. The reason you yeah. sign a franchise quarterback on your roster, the reason you do that is to win games Mm -hmm. and he does not win games especially playoff games Uh, and you look around the league at the quarterbacks that are you know making less money than than he is probably will be making less money than he is even on their next contract there are so many better quarterbacks around the league I don't know why he believes coming off a season with an 8-8 record with a full complement of receivers and a full complement of running backs and one of the best offensive lines in the league. I don't know why he thinks he should be getting thirty-five to forty million dollars, even over four years with one hundred and twenty or one hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed. You have to win games. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm no big Aaron Rodgers fan, but with the garbage that they have put around him over the past few seasons. Even he's been able to win a significant number of games, and he hasn't had the running game. Go
1: deep in the playoffs, too. I mean, he he did win a Super Bowl as well. Um, so he's he's been able to achieve that. There's been other quarters, like, like you said, Tannehill was able to achieve that this year as well, and he's going to be making 25 mil or so, which I think is a great deal for him, a great deal for the team, um, whereas Dak Prescott hasn't proven anything on the field, he has one playoff win, maybe two, but he would,
0: the last one he won was against, you know, the Seahawks and that was pretty much handed to them. Yeah. You want to know how you get a $35 million, $40 million contract? You win. go back and watch the 2013, 2014 Seahawks. Go back and watch, or was it 2012, 2013, go back and watch those teams. Go back and watch what Russell Wilson had to do to win those playoff games to, you know, the amazing things that had to happen at the quarterback position. To get them through the playoffs, yeah, they had a great defense. Yeah, they had Marshawn Lynch uh, for those two years. But if you watch what Russell Wilson was able to do, and during those playoff runs, it, it it that's how you win, and mm-hmm. that's how you get a huge contract. You can't just play win eight and eight, you know, fumble around in the playoffs, and then or last year missed the playoffs entirely, and then expect to get paid like even a Kirk Cousins. I would take Kirk Cousins over Dak Prescott. Well, I don't know. I don't know. He wins games and he wins playoff <laughs> well, games. He won
1: one playoff game he against won, the, yeah, against yeah, the yeah. allegedly the the, Saints, against yeah, the he, against he, he, a he, team that was yeah.
0: the f- first or second seed in a in the conference.
1: Yeah, I don't have anything against Kirk Cousins. You know that, That's, but like,
0: I mean, I just don't understand why Dak Prescott believes that he's worth the kind of money that he well he, he should sign a four year one hundred and thirty million dollar contract with eighty million guaranteed and be happy and move on with his life. Yep. Otherwise, they should play under the tag this year. Go seven and nine. Draft a quarterback. I hope so next year and move on because he's not worth it he's, he's no, Bobby he's, Bonilla for Christ that's what he you're, is, you're, he worse is Bobby
1: you're worse than me Ben when it comes to Dak Prescott and the and the Cowboys
0: well I mean <laughs> the, I mean I mean Roethlisberger didn't put up this kind of a you know this kind of well, <laughs> cheers cheers, cheers. There's the our drink, shot.
1: I, I think we both said enough yeah. about Dak Prescott not deserving the contract that he wants and uh, per our drinking uh game Ooh. agreement uh, we're going to take the punishment shot which ah, is terrible. the Southern Comfort Lime. Why
0: did you make
2: this?
1: I, I didn't they made it. Um but Why uh, did they make this. But our drink, drinking game drink water, if, if I, I say anything negative about the Cowboys or any team in my division, I take a shot if Ben says anything negative about any team in his division or Dak Prescott. I should add, add that to the list because it seems like you don't like or, or Ben or or, or, or Richard Sherman I was gonna say Ben Sherman. Richard Sherman <laughs> uh, Yeah, well Richard Sherman <laughs>
0: speaks for himself. Too <laughs> or, much, or, or or if Sonia says anything negative much, about
1: actually. uh any team in her division, the NFC West, then then she takes a shot, but I'll take a shot. Cheers, Ben. You took yours and you hated it, and uh, it's been warm uh, on the yeah, table. Yeah, it's a little toasty it's about out here.
0: Ninety degrees right now. It's a little yeah. toasty out here. But yeah, I mean, this is but Richard Sherman. This is what happens in the next couple of years. If they, you know, they're going. They're going to be a little bit strapped under the cap in Kansas Ugh. City for the next couple of years. So worse. when one of your, so you're when Ugh. your next when the next person doesn't get the kind of money you expect, or they have to let him go to another team. This is why because you give one guy fifty million dollars. That's what happens. Uh, next up. Cam Newton says he is humble no more. I don't remember the humble Cam Newton, especially given the outfit that he pulled into New England in. Uh, But Cam Newton has plenty of motivation heading into the 2020 season after being cut by the Carolina Panthers for Teddy Bridgewater. And signing a bare minimum incentive-laden deal in New England. The former NFL MVP... Is bathing in the fuel spewed by doubters. Newton posted two videos Sunday night on Instagram, shirtless and working out. He loves his, him and Antonio Brown love the workout videos. Uh, So do you. Well, that's true. (laughs) My own man, but at least I'm taping myself. Uh, The caption of the post read Note to self, you are great. You are the best. You are a dog. You are a monster. You are the lion. My conscious, never let them make you affect you. I'm getting tired of being humble now, Newton exclaimed. I'm really a killer. I'm a killer, he said. You hear me? I'm getting tired of all this humble shit. Because when you're humble, they start taking advantage of you. When you don't say nothing, they, shit, they start taking advantage of you. But the hy- the hyenas can be doing all of this. The elephants can be doing all of what they do. The giraffes, the antelopes, the chimpanzees, even the gorilla. But there's one motherfucking animal in the jungle, and when he roars, everything stops. And I'm about to fucking roar. That's Ronnie. I mean, that that's. Uh, I'm, I'm 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 trying to. Find go back in my memory banks to find the humble Cam Newton. I mean, he, but I don't recall that that gentleman. He knows a lot of animals.
1: <laughs> I, I know I mean, he, he's really well versed on uh, on the Discovery Channel. Uh, well, I think
0: some of these are from different continents, but yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but
1: uh, no, I mean, you know, if, if he can go back to being the Cam Newton that he was before, the Superman that he was before, uh, then maybe he still does have that sort of. Uh, I don't know if I would call it a killer instinct. I mean, you know, he went to the Super Bowl. He was the MVP. Yes, um, he we has all know. It's in every he has, article, he has accomplished all of they those. Take things. those awards away. But the last thing we saw from him was struggling to throw the football down the field, and that's why. Um, Carolina moved on from him, and we just don't know what he has left in the tank. I mean, I wish him all the best. I want him to come back and be strong and and you know roar and and. I'm a Steeler fan, and I do
0: not want him to come back and roar. Well, I mean, but, <laughs> I do not want that. I
1: don't know how loud of a roar it's going to be. I want him to be a prairie dog <laughs>
0: yeah, hiding I, in the, hiding from all of the other animals that he listed there.
2: Yeah,
1: but I mean, I, I just I don't know what to expect. I'm, I'm happy that he's confident in his own abilities. I love to see that from any player out there. Especially especially a player on my team. I'm sure, you know, the, the Patriots and their fans want to see this sort of thing. But I don't know what he has left in the tank. I mean, he, he hasn't stepped on the football field for, you know, quite a long period of time. And and I'm excited to watch, you know, the Patriots play this year and see who starts. I mean, we don't know if he will be the starter. I mean, I would start him, obviously. Uh,
0: but we'll see what happens. But I wish him all the best. Yeah, I just don't remember the humble Cam Newton.
1: but Yeah, no, uh,
0: I remember the pouty Cam Newton. Yeah, <laughs> and the... Uh, yeah, I mean, he obviously looks like he's in great shape. Uh, he looks like he's in really good shape. Yeah. I mean, looks like he could take the field and play just about any position out there. You know, you know, I, I'd like to say I wish him the best because I do wish him the best as a as a player and as a person, but he plays for the Patriots. I'm a Steeler fan. I think you have to so worry I, more about Kansas I, City now. I do not. <laughs> I do not. Well, we got to get through the first round of the playoffs because we're probably not going to have a bye. So I don't want to play the Patriots in the first round either. Uh But I I wish him all the best. I I mean, I I guess he's trying to pump himself up to, you know, get his mind in the in the place that he believes that it should be, so that he can perform at a high level. Uh, But I wouldn't recommend setting the bar this high before the season. You know, the Patriot way is more to put your head down, don't say anything. Until you start playing football in the fall, and then you, all your shit talking comes after you win the Super Bowl. When you're walking through the airport with Gronkowski, that's when you start to shit talk. When it's over and you're victorious, uh, he's starting to shit talk a little bit too early now, uh, setting the, the bar probably higher than he'll be able to reach this season. Oh, but like said, i said, motivating. I, he's know, motivating himself. I hope he. I hope he performs well. Uh, just not against the Steelers, and and not in against the Steelers in the playoffs. If the Steelers are lucky enough to make the playoffs, you know we'll see. Uh, I just I thought it was interesting that he 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 was tired of being humble. I just don't remember the humble Cam Newton. Uh, yeah, I remember was, the cigar smoking cognac or w- rye or whiskey, whatever he was drinking. Interview Cam Newton with the the clothes that I wish I had the guts to wear. Uh, so I yeah, but if, him- if you were a football player, Ben, I think you would be
1: more of this Cam. Oh, Newton. for sure, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I would dress. I would dress all sorts I, of. I would be more the oh, humble. For sure.
1: I'd be more the humble guy. Oh, I love uh, his. I love what you know, he. At, I at love the, what he wears. at the press conference. Uh, whereas, as you would be that boisterous uh, sort of voice at the podium, saying how great you are. Oh,
0: for sure, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely.
1: And you fly like a butterfly and sting like a bee, type of guy. Well,
0: because that's what makes the money. I mean, yeah? that's what makes the money. That's what gets you the ads. That's why they're talking about an MVP from six years ago, uh, because that's the kind of stuff that you know, get you on television. It gets you ad deals. It gets you contracts. Followers on Instagram. It gets you follow, I mean, that's, that's you know, the humble Tom Brady. I mean, if he has TB12 making, you know, tens of millions of dollars a year in the background. But if you're not lucky enough to have that, you have to put yourself out there. I always thought it was unfair, the criticism that he took for his outfits after a loss. I mean, what do you care what he is wearing, whether he wins, what's he supposed to wear, a T-shirt and jeans if he loses, mm-hmm. and a fedora. And, you know, just... The, the, the uh, crazy has, glasses I and the outfit he wins. I mean, yeah. I always thought that was unfair. What do you give a shit what uh, he's wearing? Yeah, I
1: think he has like a winning outfit and a losing outfit. Yeah, but they're every, both. Pretty, every time. He, he
0: packs both of them.
1: He's like, if we win, I'll wear this. If I lose, I'll wear this.
0: But they're neither one is particularly reserved. They're not the greatest. And outfits. I don't know that anyone that why anyone criticized him for you know wearing what makes him happy in you know after a loss. Yeah, I I always thought that was we can't all be Gronkowski, <laughs> you know, going up for to the podium but still wearing your uniform. All right, we're going to be right back uh, with the rest of the NFL news. All right, and we are back with some more NFL news. Yes. The Jadavian Clowney drama continues. The Las Vegas Raiders have made Jadavian Clowney a contract offer. The Las Vegas Raiders have made a contract offer for free agent defensive end Jadavian Clowney, according to Cecil Lammy of 104.3. The fan, the offer is supposedly less than what two or three other teams have Previously presented to the defensive end, Lamby adds that the head coach John Gruden really wants Clowney, but general manager Mike Mayock and owner Mark Davis have been unwilling to budge on increasing the financial compensation of the offer. Uh, according to the daily updated NFL Players Association Association Public Salary Cap Report, the Raiders have roughly $7.9 million in salary cap space. The team has already made substantial monetary commitments to linebackers Nick kwatowski Corey Littleton, as well as defensive end Carl Naseeb. This offseason, Las Vegas had previously been mentioned as a potential suitor for Jaguars' edge rusher Yannick Ngakwe. Clowney remains the best free agent on the market now that... You know, some other folks have been signed. The seventh-year player out of South Carolina is more known for his ability to stuff the run than sacking the quarterback. He has never recorded more than 9.5 sacks in a season, which could explain why teams have been so hesitant to dole out the $22 million or more that he had been seeking initially. Allegedly, the offer was for roughly 9 to $10 million. Franny, what say you about Clowney? Yeah. The, the you know essentially the last toy on the island of misfit toys. There are no more free yeah, he's, agents. He's getting out a there. desperate. He's getting
1: desperate now. He's, he's dropped down from twenty two million to pretty close to ten million dollars. Yeah. And I, I he think turned down a
0: couple fifteen million dollar offers. Yeah, exactly. I think Browns that's, Seahawks. That's
1: pretty much I think what he's worth. I mean I don't I don't think he's worth more. Than ten million dollars. I mean, he he really didn't impress that much with the Seahawks. He's had really one good year. Uh, His last year with Houston, he was he was you know pretty decent. Moved on to the Seahawks, and even the Seahawks, if they paid him fifteen or seventeen million dollars, I think that would be overpaying for somebody with his sort of production.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the fifteen to eighteen million dollar range would have been fair. Uh, I mean, nope. well, you hate him because he took Carson Wentz out of a playoff that's, game.
1: That's a whole different story. <laughs>
0: uh, but I think fifteen to eighteen million dollars would have been fair. I think he probably should have taken either the offer from the Browns, offer from the Seahawks. Can't remember if the Jags made him an offer, but there were a couple other teams out there that made him an offer. The Cowboys were allegedly, or are allegedly, in the mix as well. Uh, but but how the mighty have fallen from twenty two million down, uh, you know, to to rejecting multiple contract offers in the 15 to 16 million dollar range now having to entertain offers in the 10 million dollar range could potentially be you know sitting somewhere uh playing PlayStation 5 uh this fall allegedly isn't there a new PlayStation it's coming, coming out. out it's
1: coming out holiday season i'm, so, I'm looking forward to it so you know that.
0: he might be playing a lot of PlayStation this fall because if he doesn't sign a contract offer soon with camps allegedly allegedly opening in about a month, uh, he's really putting himself behind the eight ball in terms of you know preparedness and readiness to play for whatever team he lands on. But but, Franny, I mean, do you think? You know, he should go back potentially to Seattle or to the Browns and say, you know, remember that fifteen million dollar offer you. They're
1: not gonna offer it anymore. It was there on the table. He didn't take it. Now he's talking about ten million dollars. Maybe they might sign for twelve. You know, throw him twelve out there, see if he takes it. Because it doesn't seem like they really want him. If they really wanted, they would have signed him already. You yeah, know, I mean, for for the whatever twenty million dollars that he wanted.
2: Yeah, Which, I mean there's a unfair. lot of
0: disgruntled defensive defensive players, especially linemen out there, uh that have contracts that want trades, that have um uh that have contracts that are that are unhappy with their present situation, wish they were making more money. There's a lot of disgruntled defensive players out there, especially on the line. Uh but I, I'm personally, you know, it's a tough year unless you're a quarterback. No. Yeah. Uh they're just they were not handing out a ton of money to non quarterback players this offseason. And he probably should have entertained a little bit more seriously some of those other deals. He says yep. he wants to play for a winner. He doesn't I mean, that's probably why he turned down a Browns deal allegedly. uh, you know that Seattle is you know Seattle could win the division. They certainly are a favorite to make the playoffs, especially with the seven team playoff bracket that you're going to have. Next year, I, I think he probably should have stayed in Seattle with that fifteen. I mean, who wouldn't want? I mean, you have Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I mean, what says I'm going to be a contender more well, I than mean, having Russell Wilson or yeah. or Patrick? But they've Holmes been a contender for like
1: the last seven years, though. I mean, they've they they pretty much always go to the playoffs. Whenever you go to the playoffs, they have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't. I mean, I understand why you wouldn't want to go to the Browns for fifteen million dollars. But if you have a chance, a uh, uh, you know, decision to make between the Browns and the Seahawks. million seems fair. That's a very fair deal. I'm not sure how long the contract was for, but if it's like three years, I'd say I think that's very fair for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the reality is, you know, last year was a make it or break it for him, allegedly, which is why he played through that abdominal injury, that muscle injury late in the season. Uh Uh, It was a make it or break it year, and he played... Okay, he played pretty well. Well, he was the reason he, they, they beat the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, it was a dirty, allegedly <laughs> so they,
1: a dirty hit. You know, they they, they won that Allegedly a dirty hit. So he won that. But in the following game, the Green Bay game, he made a couple of bonehead mistakes and that, that could have cost him the game. Or th- that did it cost put him in a hole. Yeah, I mean, you know, a couple of uh, offside uh, uh, or encroachment or whatever. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was... It was uh I don't know. It was, it was a penalty on him A couple stupid of stupid penalties. Yeah, stupid penalties. That, 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 that unnecessary. Yeah, unnecessary. Penalties. Um. So I mean, you know, you win some, you lose some. But you know, I've only really seen him. It was a first round pick. You know, I've only seen him really have one good season, and that was the last season with Houston.
0: Yeah, and it, even last year he was okay. And he they let him go for a reason. Nothing spectacular. I mean, they let him go for a reason. I mean, they shipped him off to Seattle for a reason, uh, and that reason was, as we sit here today, not wanting to be stuck in this situation negotiating a contract or being forced to negotiate a contract or make a decision to let him go. So they've, they've shored up that position in the meantime. I think you should have signed with Seattle mm-hmm. for fifteen. I mean, I think $15 million for anyone who's not a quarterback is about as, <laughs> about as much money As you can expect, I mean, I I I know this guy's making twenty million dollars. I'd take him for nine. Uh, If the Eagles made him an offer for nine, I'd be like, yeah,
1: sure, fine. And the Eagles are
0: a contender; they could get him for twelve or thirteen million dollars. No, 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 no. You know, (laughs) they they could. uh, But I mean, the reality is, I mean, if you're unless you're a quarterback, you know, you're one of eleven guys on defense and it just with a 200 million dollar salary cap it just doesn't make a lot of sense to lock you know lock someone into 20 plus million dollars even at the defensive end position even if you're you know JJ Wag or Ngakwe or Jamal Adams i mean it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to lock one of these guys in for 20 plus million dollars it just doesn't mm-hmm. uh, because the cap is what the cap is so you know good luck Mr. Clowney, uh, (laughs) Fronny will forever have uh, a stick in his craw (laughs) over that playoff game. Next up, the Washington football team is in for a name change potentially and finally. Uh, Washington Redskins head coach Ron Rivera said Saturday that he has been working for more than a month with owner Dan Snyder on renaming the team, and he hopes a change can be made before mid-September. The New York Post is reporting, if we get this done in time for the season, it would be awesome, Rivera told the Post in a phone interview. The team announced Friday that it was conducting a thorough review of the team's name, and multiple outlets reported a change is very likely, with the possibility of it coming before September 13th, opener against the philadelphia eagles uh rivera said that snyder who said in 2013 he would never change the name has been discussing a possible change for more than a month and approached the nfl about it mid-june politics uh all of that stuff notwithstanding we, we typically don't discuss those types of things uh but if the team name is going to change uh, I, I think it's really interesting because it's been a long, you know, for whatever the reason is, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the last time we had a name change in the league. I don't know if you can remember. I, I don't recall a, a name change I mean, in my been, I in mean, my lifetime,
1: been, maybe. In, in, in our lifetime, I mean, new teams have come into the league, but there hasn't been any name changes. I mean, you know, in the NBA, there have been name Changes and and teams moving you know from city to city. I mean you know the the Bobcats, oh, the Bullets. The Bobcats, the bullets, bullets. Uh, you know um you know back to the Hornets. Uh, I mean there, there there's been you know but there's been name changes in the NBA, but in the NFL I can't really remember a team that has changed their name. But I mean in, in this case. I mean, it, it has been a long time coming, and I always wondered why it wasn't changed earlier. Yeah, um, it, it, it the is. Cleveland's uh, thinking about changing their it, name well, as well. Yeah, I, you know, well the Cleveland the Cleveland Indians too. I mean, just calling them the Indians if you want to call them the Indians, and if Native Americans are fine with that and you know, keep the name. I always thought the logo was a little goofy, though, for the Indians. Yeah, a I, I little remember, bit. I, yeah, I, a, I mean, it was at least was, the Redskins uh, logo yeah, is yeah, cool. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a little more serious, you know. Uh, I mean, it's, the, the logo is much better for the Redskins than it is for the Cleveland yeah, it's Indians. I, you know, a I, I, it, it is pretty much a caricature, uh, and that that is you know fairly. Um, Fairly racist. um, And and same thing with Washington, too. I mean, to call a team, you know, the red skins, you know, for I mean, for a long time, I've always thought that it was
0: a little off. I mean, people I listen to other pockets are like researching. Well, and, yeah. these, and these people over here say it's a positive thing. And these people over here say, you know, it's actually this horrible, horrible, horrible negative thing. If you have to like have an argument about whether it's a horrible thing or whether it's this just 5% of people think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's probably not a good thing.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, they, they, they can, um, I mean, there's there some good names. I mean, the Washington Warriors or the Washington Red Tails. I mean, there's... there's, there's The there's, Red Tails one is cool. Have, and the have, logo was pretty cool. Yeah, they have, they have quite a few names to choose from that would be, you know, I don't know, they'd be, I don't know, uh, socially accepted because uh, Redskins, to me, not i mean not just recently because of what's going on in the country but even like you know years and years i mean i've wondered why the redskins name has stuck cuz they started me, complaining was, about this like 50 years yeah, ago yeah i mean it's, it's yeah. been a while now that we've we've had this discussion over and over about you know the name of the redskins and i agree with that they should have changed it even a long time ago and and what do you think, Ben?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I've always taken the Tony Dungy approach, or I've tried to on this podcast. I, I sometimes I slip, but I typically, you know, I learned that, that Tony Dungy, you know, more than more than ten years ago, decided that he wasn't going to use the name on television broadcasts. He just he, he typically does what we do, which is call them um, Washington. He doesn't actually say the name of the team on the broadcast, and he came out and said he made a decision at one point that he was going to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, it's offensive. Obviously, the time for that name change was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the NFL is its tradition. I mean, as Friday just mentioned, we can't we can't think of, even when they move from city to city, they keep the name. You know, the Rams are the Rams. The Raiders are the Raiders. I mean, even when they move around the country, unless they're a brand-new expansion team, they don't change the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, in, even the Lakers are the Lakers, even though it makes really no sense for there to be You know, the closest lake is about three hours from here. Uh, so well,
1: I mean, well, the Clippers were the Braves yeah, a long the time oh, were ago. They? Oh, the Buffalo uh, Braves. But yeah, the Buffalo Braves. Back when they were good. It, I don't know if they were ever good. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were never good as the Braves or the Clippers. On the uh, court, not in the papers. <laughs> yeah, but the Washington Wizards as terrible of a name as I think the Wizards is for a team. Um, you know, I mean, you know, the Bullets didn't seem like the, I guess the right type of name. Um, I mean, the Pelicans is a terrible name, but they ended up, you know, coming up with that name for some reason. Yeah, the Pelicans is yeah. pretty bad. Even the 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 Bobcats at one point that the was Charlotte also, yeah.
0: Bobcats yeah oh my I get are there Bobcats in I maybe guess maybe there's zoo? Bobcats in Carolina I, know, I have maybe. no idea uh,
1: maybe maybe
0: uh, but yeah I think that they should have changed the name a long time ago and they have a lot to choose from I mean they don't necessarily, I mean the, the for, for example the, the Chicago Blackhawks have a an agreement with the actual Blackhawks uh, for uh, you know revenue that comes from the name and and the Blackhawks. The The Blackhawks nation is involved with the team and approve of the the logo and all
1: of that. Yeah, but it's almost like a term of endearment to that group. I mean, if they called it the Washington, you know, Cherokees or something like that, you know, I mean— it's 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 way more positive than you know the redskins i mean redskins it's, is just it's pretty bad <laughs> I, I mean I, I, you know for i mean even you know just not on the podcast but i mean for years i've always thought like why are they still called the redskins after all these years
0: yeah and why are you why i mean dan Snyder just sticks his feet you know down and puts a line in the sand because he doesn't want to be told what to do
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, that seems like a pretty i mean they, they always claim how great these people are as business people uh but given the washington team attendance if you look at the attendance records for the past few years and the revenue for home games it's pretty pathetic Mm -hmm. uh so it you know if you're if you're a great business person nothing would make you more money than brand new jerseys brand new hats brand new logo brand new t-shirts brand new jackets everyone that has washington paraphernalia is going to have to go out Mm -hmm. and buy new washington paraphernalia i mean think about how much money they would make if they change the logo and change the name. Yeah, I think the majority of the fans would be opposed to it
1: if they did change the name tomorrow. I'm 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 pretty sure a, a majority of the fans wouldn't mind if the name did change from the Redskins to whatever.
0: Yeah, and I, and I I mean they've got some pretty good choices. I mean I yeah. think it's and I think it's cool that they're putting you know Ron Rivera who yeah. by Just all like accounts is the
1: Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs smart dude. You know, the, the Chiefs also, I mean it's 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 um, it doesn't offend anybody. Um, you know the logo is is you know tastefully done um but the Redskins I mean just the name the logo I mean but the Cleveland Indians I have no idea how yeah, that stuck I, I for used so to long. know
0: the name of that guy that's on the but even the name of the person even the name like of the Wally character the yeah or something it was yeah, like it's it's pretty bad I mean actually the actually the Cleveland Indians logo is probably worse in, in the way that it's portrayed than mm-hmm. than than the Redskins depending on which definition of Redskins you you know you ascribe to. Um, but there are some pretty bad ones out there that are the majority view. So I'd like to see – I mean, the Red Tails, I mean, I don't know if I'd go with the plane logo, maybe a different logo because the plane's a little – you know, like having a World War One fighter. World War Two, but I mean, that's World that's, War that's
1: what the Red Tails were. I'm not sure it if like I'd,
0: a African-American – Yeah, I'm not
1: sure if it was the Tuskegee Airmen. I can't remember I exactly so. the whole it... story behind it, but, I mean, you know, they have that logo, you know, pretty much – Set up, ready to go. Whoever the graphic designer was should get paid for that logo. I think it's pretty cool. Um, but you wouldn't have to vary, you know, too far from the colors that they currently have. I mean, the colors are still the colors there. Are cool. uh, I don't know. I never, I never liked the Redskins colors. Really? I, I never. I mean, I like that deep maroon, deep burgundy. Is yeah. that what it is,
0: Burk, It's like a burgundy. Yeah, no, I don't like that. But either way, <laughs> I mean, if Dan Snyder now is the time, and God knows you can use the revenue in the NFL, and I'll, I mean, if you change the name, people that aren't even fans of Washington will reward you by buying the paraphernalia. They will buy the jerseys, the shoes, the jackets, the the t-shirts, the hats, the caps, the gloves, all the crap that NFL fans buy, all the crap that I buy. Uh, you'd have to buy brand new... <laughs> Well, you 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 buy Duck Hodges' jerseys. Well, that Duck Hodges, uh, that's going to be a collect. But he wins the Super Bowl this year. When he goes, when Roethlisberger goes down, and Hodges, Nick Foles, is it all the way to the all the way to the to the Super Bowl? He proved to (laughs) to the Super Bowl something completely different from what Nick Foles is. That Hodges jersey will be worth some money because it'll be the pre Super Bowl version of that jersey. Uh, But yeah, Dan Snyder, do the right thing here. Uh, Next up, Andy Reid in his Tommy Bahama t-shirt or Tommy Bahama shirt he is not going anywhere and i for one am glad to hear it uh, knowing Patrick Mahomes is under contract in KC for the next 12 years, 62 year old Andy Reid isn't even contemplating retiring anytime soon, Kevin Patra of NFL.com reported. Asked by Herbie Tupi of Kansas City, whether of the Kansas City Star, whether Mahomes being under contract for such a long stretch would allow him to coach into his young 70s, Reid noted he currently has zero thoughts of walking away. In the young 70s, huh? Reid quipped <laughs> via transcript released by the team. Listen, I haven't got to, to that point mentally where I'm even thinking about retirement. One of the great things about this job is when you look forward to coming to work and to deal with the players and coaches, I am lucky enough around to be around good players and coaches. This guy here, Mahomes, makes it even better. He has a unique ability with what he does with his teammates. The Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, uh, was part of this too. Both of those guys make our jobs very, very enjoyable. I come to work and have two great leaders like that, along with other players who love to play the game. Listen, if it takes me into my 70s, then let's roll. Herbie, doggone it, I'm ready to go. If Reed sticks around until the end of Mahomes' current extension, he'd be 74 years old. Currently, Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll both 68. Are the oldest NFL coaches and famously Buffalo Bills great Marv Levy and Chicago Bears legendary founder George Halas coach when they were seventy two, and George Halas coach back in the day when seventy two was that was up there that was up there, uh, you know nowadays you know seventy two is not so old, uh, but what do you think about Andy Reid? You know, staying as long as Patrick Mahomes is there, he may be there.
1: No, That's what I was going to mention earlier when we were talking about Patrick Mahomes. You have, you know, your quarterback of the future and you have a very solid coach with a very good track record. Um, So, I mean, that's a pretty good foundation laid in Kansas City. And, you know, me, Ben, you know, I love me some Andy Reid. If it's not the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, if it's not the Steelers winning the Super Bowl, I was so excited this year when Andy Reid finally won his first Super Bowl because he should have gotten it with the Eagles didn't work out um but if you look at i mean at, at has at all the years that he's been in the nfl i think he's only had maybe two bad seasons you know those were like pretty much the two uh, the last two seasons with the eagles where he was uh four and twelve i think it was eight and eight the season before he had some
0: quarterback but, issues then didn't you
1: uh we we did um But, I mean, just just look at his track record, and uh, he's had a very solid career as a coach in the NFL. And, um, I mean, if he he can coach into his 70s, I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I am a Steelers fan. It's not going to do the Steelers any favors to have Andy Reid sticking around in the AFC for another decade. Uh, That certainly isn't going to help the Steelers' chances in getting to a Super Bowl. Uh, but there's no one that I enjoy watching on the sideline, other than Mike Tomlin, of course, uh, than Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Uh, at his age, the success that he has had across multiple franchises with multiple quarterbacks, with multiple different quarterback styles, he always seems to get the best out of his players, especially on offense. He always seems to have good coaches around him. I mean, Eric Bienemy on defense, has just been outstanding over there. He locks himself up with solid franchises, locked himself up with a great, well-run franchise in Philadelphia, then went and locked himself up with a great, well-run franchise in Kansas City. Uh, You know, he has khaki shorts. He has Tommy Bahama shirts. He was easily, easily uh, the most relaxed atmosphere during this year's virtual nfl draft sitting on his sun porch in shorts and a hawaiian shirt was one of my favorite parts of the entire nfl yeah. draft i don't need to see john harbaugh but you know sitting in front of 150 books that he hasn't read i really enjoyed uh andy reed and bill Belichick's sort of no-nonsense style and how they were uh you know where they were situated during that draft but i, I hope andy reed sticks around for a long, long time because as as Franny mentioned, if the Steelers can't win, it wouldn't hurt my feelings one bit uh to see Andy Reid hold the Lombardi trophy one or two or even three more times if it can't be the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Yeah, I mean I mean I was pulling up on my phone right here, uh Andy Reed's coaching tree. And all the coaches, it's, it's yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you it's, know, like Ron, it's like an it's Rivera, like a redwood. John Harbaugh, Leslie uh, Fraser, Steve Spagnolo. I mean, all these guys, and there's more of them. Uh, you know, Marty Morninweg. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys um, that he's had uh, part of his uh, coaching staff that have moved on. Um, you know, to coach other teams or to become uh, great coordinators for other teams. I mean, so he knows talent. He knows how to grab these guys and and mentor them. And and I mean he's 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 one of those great football minds, and he's like sort of in the shadow of Bill Belichick. We talk so much about, about Bill Belichick, but Andy Reid should be right up there. He hasn't won all the Super Bowls, but he has had a lot of success in this league.
0: Oh yeah, I mean winning Super Bowls is hard. Mm-hmm. It's not well, easy. He's wait, he waited a long time. Yeah. I mean it's, I mean the, the Patriots maybe the Patriots make it look easy, uh, but even the Patriots won six out of tw- you know in twenty years. It wasn't six in eight years. Winning Super Bowls is hard. Hard work and everything, almost everything has to go your way. And there's going to be plays in the playoffs that have to go your way. There's going to be even against the Rams uh, with the Patriots, there were plays that had to go their way in such a close game uh, for them to even win that game. So it's hard. Uh, and, you know, Andy Reid is much like Pete Carroll. You know, I don't think he is as big of a douchebag as Bill Belichick. So he does want to enjoy his players, and he wants to enjoy the moment. He seems like a nicer guy. Yeah, and when you do that, you're not going to be as much of a disciplinarian. And you know, mistakes from time to time that the Patriots might not make. You know, maybe (laughs) a a Chiefs team or a Seahawks team, maybe they're going to make those types of mistakes. Uh, But at the end of the day, you're you're together with these guys for you know eight or nine months out of the year. I'd rather enjoy that then not enjoy that. Uh, and I think Andy Reid is, is the great mix of being, you know, a good human being who his players love and being successful. So please, please, please stick around. Always like Marv Levy for the same reason. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our shout-out to our
1: new and loyal listeners out there.
0: All right, everyone. Thank you all so much, our new listeners, as well as those of you that have been with us for a long, long time. We love each and every one of you. Since 2018, we have been a show, and we are a show, about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Since you're listening, please consider heading over to our website, thirstinggold.puzzbrow.com, or search Thirsting Gold Podcast on the web, and subscribe, rate, and review our show. please. Leave us a rating and a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. Please, please, please punch that review button. Five stars. Tell us how great we are. Uh, (laughs) Please, this week, this is your homework assignment. Tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, a neighbor, just one person in your circle of friends and strangers uh, to listen to our podcast, get their phone, get their tablet Find their podcatcher, search for Thirst and Goal Podcast, and put our podcast in their phone, and please recommend it. You can also get our podcast on Pandora. We're on Pandora, folks, and you can get our podcast on Spotify as well. We are everywhere, uh, but also on Spotify and Pandora, as well as TuneIn and everywhere you can get your podcast. Finally, what's next up on the Big Board? Next up on the Big Board,
1: Ben, we have a shout, no, not a shout, actually a promo for, for one of our fellow
0: football podcasters out there. Yes, we do this for the love of football, for the love of each other, not to get a 50 or 100 million dollar contract like Joe Rogan did, although we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't sneeze at it. Either, you know, but we well, do this well, for the... One and a half million. <laughs> one and yeah. a half million. That's, we'll take that. We'll do that. Yes, we you don't know, need 100, $150,000. <laughs> I can move to Walden Pond. I have no problem living <laughs> minimally for the rest of my life on a few million bucks. Uh, but we do this for the love of the game, and so do a lot of other NFL independent podcasters out there. So we have a promo for one of them right now.
2: We are the Two Green Browns, an Irish Cleveland Browns podcast, bringing you an Irish view on all things dog pound. As long-suffering fans of the enigma that is the Cleveland Browns football team, we promise to bring you an honest opinion, along with the best of local Cleveland celebs, national media types, analytical darlings, and you never know, a few players have been known to stop by from time to time. So please find us on Twitter, at Two Green Browns, and find us across all podcast providers, and help us to send the look at the Irish Cleveland's way. Oh, and don't forget,
0: go Brownies. All right, folks. That was a shout out to the Two Green Browns podcast. This is an awesome podcast from across the pond. Uh, this is a Cleveland Browns fan topical chat podcast. Please join Browns fans John Cahill and Neil Dunworth for their takes on all things Browns and NFL news of the week. You can get a link to their website from the show notes, and you can follow them on Twitter at Two Green Browns. They've been suffering with the Browns for a long time, so please, please, please show them their a little bit. Of, life. Yes, show them a little bit of love. By listening to their podcast. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board,
1: Ben, we have our tag team news, our thirst and goal news. Your Steelers, Ben, my Eagles, and Sonya's Seahawks.
0: All right, folks, hold tight. We'll be right back with our tag team news.
1: All right, and we are back with our tag team news. Ben. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Steelers. Seahawks. You, you, Eagles. Where do you want to you, start from?
1: You you sort of froze right there. I was like, did we start? Are, I, was we like a,
0: I was like a deer in headlights <laughs> there. <laughs> Where would you like to start? Steelers.
1: I don't, what, it looks like you have Steelers first, been on the agenda. Well, I don't want course. you flipping pages now. I
0: see the Steelers first. Let's go with the Steelers. Oh, the poor Steelers. Last season, the passing attack for the Pittsburgh Steelers was pretty bad, and that might be the nicest way to describe it. The Steelers finished 2019 with the NFL's fewest passing yards, fifth fewest passing touchdowns, and sixth lowest yards per pass per attempt average. However, Pittsburgh does have a pretty large excuse for their failures in the passing game. Last year, the Steelers were without quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, starting under center for the majority of the season that obviously had a tremendous impact. It was also the first year for Pittsburgh without Antonio Brown. His name has to come up every so often. Where's the shot? shot? Since 2009. I'm waiting for you to say something negative. So unsurprisingly, these two things ended up being pretty significant factors in the lack of success for the Steelers when it came to passing the ball. Despite having other needs on their roster to fill, Pittsburgh knew that they had to add a pass-catching weapon when it came time to make their first selection in this year's NFL draft and the Steelers always hit at the wide receiver position. So the Steelers went ahead and picked former Notre Dame wide receiver Chase Claypool in the second round. Claypool is dynamic receiver who uses his tremendous size, 6'4", 238 pounds, and speed 4.42 second 40-yard dash time to make life miserable for opposing defenses. In 13 games with the Irish last year, he hauled in 66 passes for 1,037 yards on a pretty poor Notre Dame team last year. 16 yards per a- average and 13 touchdowns. It's hard to determine how quickly Claypool will make an impact for Pittsburgh in 2020, but there are some who believe it shouldn't take very long. I am really excited about this kid. Big, beefy receiver at of Notre Dame. Huge numbers for the college last year, and I am so excited for the Steelers to have another receiver for Ben Roethlisberger to throw to with Juju, Smith Schuster, Deontay, Johnson, Switzer out there uh, Washington, James Washington out there. And now Chase Claypool in the mix. It should be a pretty exciting year for the Steelers on offense. Franny, any thoughts on the Notre Dame prospect, but I wanted people not to forget that we made a really good pick in the second round, having no first round pick last year.
1: Yeah. But you could have chosen a quarterback in the second round too. That is true. Many, uh, so many I mean, quarterbacks it's, it's, were available
0: in the second round. You
1: know, it's great to have uh, you know, a promising receiver on the roster, What we don't have is a backup quarterback because we saw exactly what you got last year with Mason Rudolph and Doug Hodges. So if anything does happen to Ben Roethlisberger this year, I think it's going to be the same sort of offensive stats this year. So I think the Steelers, even though, you know, this kid looks good. I still would have gone after quarterback. I I definitely would have. I mean,
0: you're excited. And that's the first time I've seen you excited about the Steelers in a little while, Ben, but sorry to burst your bubble. I know. And we didn't have a first round pick. We didn't have a third round pick. Uh, I agree with Ronnie, we should have taken a quarterback definitely should have taken a quarterback in the fourth round having not taken one in the second round uh, but it's win now. you know I'll gladly pay you tomorrow for a Super Bowl today and that is really what the Super, what the Steelers are about. Uh, they're mortgaging the future at the quarterback position and subsequent years that might be a little less uh, than exciting for Steeler fans in hopes of getting to the promised land. This year, unfortunately, Cam Newton came over to the AFC with the Patriots. Patrick Mahomes is there. Deshaun Watson is there. You know, it could be, you know, it could be a little bit of a tough row to hoe in the AFC. But I'm really a tough row to hoe. What? Most Tough people say to road run. to hoe, but you don't hoe a road. I mean, I I, uh, I would gladly a lot of horn around there, <laughs> a horn around. Well, not well, not for Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> now. Now he's a family. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, okay. No more hanging uh, out. Nope. No more just walking around with his <laughs> with parts of his body hanging out. Uh, he's. You know, at home was that a true story? No more. Was that allegedly? Allegedly, least shocking story ever.
1: I mean, I heard that that did happen. I just wasn't sure if it was just a rumor, if it was just a made-up story. It wouldn't shock me. No, nah, well, <laughs> it I mean, he does not seem like the, the kind of guy to that to do that sort of thing. You know, he was young. You know, he was yeah.
0: young. He had a lot of money at the time. You know, just coming into the league. You know, yeah. motorcycle, yeah. the whole thing. Uh, you know, if it, it was Baker Mayfield, I'd be like, me. yeah,
1: Baker Mayfield would probably do something like that. But you know,
0: Roethlisberger, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's got I got eleven thousand. I got fifth floor. What does he say? I got forty five thousand friends coming over this weekend. You got to clean up these bathrooms. Uh, But yeah, but I'm excited for Chase Claypool, uh, and I hope that this is the year that everything goes right finally uh, for the Steelers. Uh, Next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles. In the four years under defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz, there have been seventeen. Count them seventeen different corners to get on the field for the eagles they've gotten by with Jalen mills ronald darby rasul douglas avante maddox nolan carroll leotis mckelvin dexter McDougal, and a complete list of average to bad corners and Frane has complained every year yeah. uh the eagles have for years for years the eagles have not had an elite cornerback and i wouldn't call asante samuel elite since a Decade ago, but that's the last time you had a solid. But he wasn't year even that solid. solid. He was like, it was yeah, okay. I agree. I'm, yeah. we're, I'm so happy hey. to have Joe Hayden on our team. Uh, they hope that's about to change. This offseason, the Eagles shipped a third and fifth round pick for the to the Lions for Darius Slay in March and gave the 29 year old a three year extension worth over 30 million dollars. You hear that, Jadavion Clowney? The Eagles had no problem with the price because they believe they're getting one of the best cornerbacks in the league, and I agree. Uh, Slay has been a Pro Bowler each of the last three seasons in Detroit. During those three seasons, he has 13 interceptions, and during the same span, every Eagles cornerback combined had 23 interceptions. Uh, during sports' time in DC and in, in, in DC and Philly, he hasn't used one corner to travel with top receivers. But that's because he didn't have a corner worthy of that responsibility, and he does now. And Slay is ready for that challenge. Slay said, Oh, I love the challenge. I kind of asked for it a lot because of the fact that I want the game on me and I want to help win the game. If the best route to go about it is me traveling with a guy, then I am happy to do it. Even though many consider Slay's 2019 season to be a down year, according to Pro Football Focus, here's how he performed against some of the some of the NFL's top receivers. Last year, Larry Fitzgerald, one target, zero catches. Keenan Allen, 11 targets, six catches, 81 yards, big interception for Slay. Uh, Stefan Diggs, in two games, eight targets, six catches, and 114 yards in two games. That's 70 or less than uh, 60 yards a game. Adam Thielen, two cu- two targets, one catch, 25 yards, and one touchdown. Allen Robinson, nine targets, five catches, and 74 yards, one touchdown, and another big interception for for Slay Amari Cooper garbage Amari Cooper six targets three catches and thirty eight yards which is what happens to Cooper when any corner of any competence is on him Terry McLaurin ten targets three catches and forty two yards Chris Godwin two targets one catch and six yards and Devontae Adams the great Devonte Adams five targets four catches and sixty three yards Ronnie what say you about finally oh finally I'm not gonna get too excited you got man. a safety you, know, you got a freaking awesome I, 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 safety I, I, and now get... you got a
1: corner. I want to see how it all translates on the field this oh, season. My God, typical Eagles if they reaction. Do, if they do play this year, I'm going to wait and see how things turn out. I'm not going to get too you know how I am with the Eagles. Right? Uh, I know I, it, I, you it's
0: know. you're like yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, you got to get excited. I mean, this is you I'm have not. a great safety that you got in the draft. You've got a, with all the injuries that we've had recently, though. I'm yeah, not. but even the guys that got injured weren't very good.
1: Yeah,
2: well,
1: yeah, I know that. I know that, but, I, but I'm just saying, like, I'm 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 not gonna get too excited. I'm glad that we picked up Slay, but I'm not gonna get too excited about it, like you did with your new
0: wide receiver. Well, and last year when we picked up, uh, God, the name escapes me, the safety out of uh, from Miami. Uh oh, how do I not remember man, the guy's I, name? I he, forget he, it was complete. So I mean, he was a first round pick. I can't remember his name. Ugh. Uh, excuse me. I'll look it up right now. Yeah, look it up. I mean, I, I, I completely are I mean, you, just, like, slipped my mind. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick. Make it is. Who has been a stud. So now you finally have that bona fide cornerback. Oh, you know, it depends on the scheme and everything. I mean, it, it, well, we'll see what happens, Ben. Yeah. I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah. I'm pretty happy about it. All right. Next up, we have the Seahawks. This is from fieldgoals.com. The 2019 Seahawks season was defined by thin margins. They were within a yard of winning in the NFC West, yet just as easily could have missed the playoffs outright if they didn't have extraordinary success in one-score games. With only one win by double one win by double digits all year, their point differential was an underwhelming plus seven. It felt like the Seahawks spent a lot of time playing from behind and playing without a lead. The stats confirm the priors roto Hayden Winks charted every NFL team's percentage of offensive snaps with a lead versus a deficit, and the Seahawks are in the bottom half in both categories. The Seahawks only had about 33% of its total offensive snaps with a lead, which ranks 21st in the league. Every team re- below them Except the Tennessee Titans missed the playoffs and the caveat for Tennessee is they benched Marcus Mariota after a two and four start to open the season. Of course you also see sub 500 teams like the Denver Broncos, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New York Jets in the top half of the table, but the absolute top tier featured the consensus top teams or top 5 teams in a league. Heading over to the snaps with a deficit chart, you'll see that the Seahawks had over half of their offensive plays while trailing. Again, the teams below them were all in mediocre at best and terrible at worst. You'll see the Buccaneers and Browns also with a higher percentage of snaps while trailing, despite favorable snaps or stats with a lead. When you isolate it to the second half, the Seahawks again are near the bottom in snaps with a lead, but in the upper half when it comes to snaps with a deficit. This is perfectly logical when you consider that Seattle trailed at halftime in 10, 10 of their 16 games last year, and seven of those games seeing the Seahawks not lead at any point In the opening halves, and in case you're wondering, Franey, the Seahawks had a negative fourth quarter point differential, so it's not like they were unstoppable monsters who wore their opponents down with body blows. Sometimes they were just straight up knocked out and couldn't couldn't get up after the ten count. Uh, With all of that said, Seattle finished eighth in DVOA, which is usually a strong indicator that they were indeed one of the better teams in the NFL. But they just made life ridiculously hard for themselves on a near weekly basis. Franny, what say you? I don't know. It seems like that's what we always I mean, talk about look with, at the, how with the Seahawks. They 10 have 16 games. That's why their games Only are. Only a third of their snaps on the lead. Yeah. But I mean, that's that, that's why their
1: games are so exciting. Every single time they take the field, it seems like it's a close game, whether it's a good team or a bad team. Um, they, they just, I'm not sure exactly what it is. I mean, we always, you know, talk about them needing to throw the ball down the field more. You have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but they decide to run the ball the entire game, 20, 30 carries, whatever, for mediocre running backs. And they always put themselves in a hole. When you have Russell Wilson at center.
0: Yeah, 33% of their total snaps with a lead. Oh, my God. I mean, it's <laughs> just, even in the fourth quarter, they had a deficit in the fourth quarter as well. So, Sonia has come out here to uh, to say hello to us, and she just happened to come out here. As when we're we were talking, talking about, about the Seahawks. The Seahawks, and this is one of the reasons, the primary reasons, that Seattle—that Sonia does not watch the majority no, yeah. no. of Seahawks games because they are constantly playing from a deficit. They are constantly behind not only in the first half, but late into the second half of games. And but for Russell Wilson, they would probably be finishing seven and nine, eight and eight, six and ten on a near week to week or year to year basis uh, because you can't play Two thirds of your snaps without a lead and expect to win and make the playoffs on a consistent basis Friday. This is why we are so frustrated with Pete Carroll and yeah. Russell Wilson. Yeah,
1: no, I mean Sonya does a lot of pacing during the games. I mean, not a lot of uh pacing in front of the TV, but outside, around the house, going to the mall going to the mall, whatever, and then following on her on her cell phone, uh on NFLwhatever.com. I'm not sure exactly. Uh uh, what is that, son? All of them. All of them. All of them. Uh, but, I mean, it, it, it must be really frustrating for a lot of Seahawks fans out there because they have, you know, a, a team in place where they shouldn't struggle and always try to come from behind. But, you know, a, as uh, as a neutral spectator, it is a lot of fun it's to a lot watch. Of fun. <laughs> and that's
0: why Franny and I watched to the end. Yeah. Because in the majority of those games, they somehow like, managed oh, to oh, we leave. have Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like... Who's this guy? (laughs) Wait, has he been playing quarterback the whole game? This top three quarterback that we have? Can't we we run pro-size 10 more times? (laughs) You know, even after Chris Carson goes down, can we get one of these other slugs to run the ball? Uh, You know, it's just... Franny and I, and I'm sure Sonia as well, you know, we're always hoping that this next year will be the year that they throw the ball more, that they open the offense up with Russell Wilson, that they try to establish a lead early in the game so that they can run the ball down their opponent's throats at the end of the game rather than for the first two quarters or three quarters of the game Mm -hmm. uh, when they end up in a deficit. But, Sonia, do you have any thoughts on your beloved Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson's now now tiny contract? (laughs) Well, compared to Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be drinking Miller Lite and uh, Coors and Fosters in the big can. All right, Friday. what's next up on the big board? Uh, Next up on the big board, Ben, we
1: have our feel-good
0: story. All right, folks, hold tight. We'll be right back with our feel-good story of the week.
1: And we are back, and Ben has the feel-good story ready to go. I do indeed. Chew up the music.
0: Uh, this is it. why This is why I went with the two green Browns for our promo this week. Jarvis Landry, oft-maligned wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland Browns wide receiver Jarvis Landry has been one of the NFL's most outspoken stars this offseason. He spoke during a team meeting following nationwide protests in the wake of the murder of George Floyd while in police custody. He also appeared in a video from players calling on the NFL to take a stronger stance against racial injustice. Now Landry is launching the Jarvis Landry Building Winners Foundation dedicated to positively impacting the lives of children and families facing socioeconomic disparities and or chronic health conditions. Landry announced the foundation's launch on his Instagram and wrote that the mission of the foundation is to empower, engage, and excite our communities through a variety of life-changing programs, special events, and charitable initiatives held in the greater Cleveland, Miami, and New Orleans, or New Orleans, New Orleans areas. Franny, what say you? Instead of just getting on Twitter and Instagram and ESPN First Take Uh, and opining his opinion and then going back to his PlayStation, he's actually going out there and trying to make positive change in the lives of especially children in the Miami, New Orleans, and Cleveland areas, and I, for one, think he should be applauded for that. I agree with you 100%, Ben. And, you know, I mean, he's got to make a positive impact on someone. uh, As a Cleveland Browns player, he doesn't make a positive impact on the fans in Cleveland uh, or the team, generally speaking, because they are just a lifelong suffering fan base. Uh, So we hope that someday the Cleveland Browns will be able to be a successful franchise uh, and displace the Baltimore Ravens. I would much rather have a rivalry with the Cleveland Browns and have a rivalry with the Baltimore Ravens, but kudos to Jarvis Landry. Franny, anything to add?
1: Great story, Ben.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great story. Every week. Friday, what do you think about this great story? Awesome. All right, folks. All right, as is typically the case, we're running a little long. Friday, what is next on the big board? Well, Ben, do you want to mention which beer you pulled oh, out yes. of the yes. I am moving, now that we're moving into the drinking portion of the show, I have busted out the banquet of beers. <laughs> Coors Golden Lager from Colorado once not available nationwide, became available in the late 80s in New York in beautifully easy-to-carry cardboard-containing uh, six-pack cans that we bought by the truckload when it first became available. Friday why don't you pour Actually, a little yeah, bit we'll of that in your glass because I would a love little bit in there because... to hear your thoughts. After tasting the Fosters, after tasting the Miller, after tasting the Pabst Blue Ribbon, what do you think of the banquet beer?
1: Um, On the nose, it's a little skunky. There's a little bit of skunkiness there. Let's give this I a taste.
0: I wonder how long it was on the shelf. I mean, it is...
1: <laughs> it is. It's extremely low. <laughs> what, what, what was the face you made right there? I mean, that? it's it's extremely... What was that face, though? I mean, there's almost no... That was no, the most confused I've seen you, I think, ever. There's almost no flavor... At all. But at the same time, it also has, you know, sort of, uh, it's refreshing. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's not going to blow you away with any sort of taste at all. It's That's almost why like. why I didn't go for Coors Light. It's, Can it's, you imagine
0: a light version oh of this? Oh, my.
1: I don't think it gets any lighter <laughs> than I mean. that. Have you ever had Coors Light? I don't think so. I've never had Coors. I've never had Coors. I mean, I just don't drink course Coors Light is beers. literally. It's basically water, right? It's it's carbonated you, you, water.
0: I think it's about less. I think it's less than 2% of by volume. Clip soda, probably.
1: But um I mean it, it's I can't I mean it's not terrible. I mean I, I'd probably rate it a 4. Um Ooh, only because low. it's 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 easy to drink but there's almost absolutely no flavor whatsoever.
0: So it doesn't make you mm.
1: nope. <laughs> fantastic. Definitely not. No. I can't say it's fantastic, but I mean it's 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 yeah, average it's drinkable. You can yeah, drink it's, it. It, it. I mean it tastes sort of like a beer. Would you put
0: it below the Miller or above the Miller?
1: Oh, above above think, the miller I, I think I'd put it above the miller yeah
0: above the foster's or below the foster's
1: above the foster's yeah really so but so far
0: it's paps and of course
1: yeah i would say so
0: oh. all right so paps is the highest all right because so it's next not next week I might get the bud i'm curious to hear your thoughts on bud i know you've had bud not in this country <laughs> how have you not had a budweiser
1: bud light yeah it's probably not budweiser how have though. you
0: not had a budweiser i don't know i just i, I don't you've never been to a dive bar uh, yeah but i
1: usually i don't know get something else i, I yeah i just i don't you know gravitate towards the Coors or the you know budweiser Never had or, a bud long neck? Uh, I maybe, I don't know. Very <laughs>
0: sheltered uh not sheltered but very um aristocratic lifestyle <laughs> out here on the west coast. Uh yeah, I used to drink bud long necks refillable <laughs> bottles all the time back east.
1: Yeah, but it's not like, you know, an offensive beer like the I think it was the Miller. that Is that like was the like, Washington team name? That that was not that great. Uh, yeah, the I think Miller one, was pretty bad. Yeah, this one, I mean, it's 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 refreshing. I mean, it's, it's definitely easy to drink on a night like tonight where it's, you know, like 85 degrees right now. It's, you know, almost 11 o'clock at night. Um, but, you know, you could definitely throw back quite a few of those. And,
0: you um, know,
1: it's it's decent, I guess. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I just
0: I'm shocked that you've never had any of these beers. That's right. It is. It is pretty. It is pretty shocking. Not even in a like a drunken like I'm running out of money at the bar. What can I get for two fifty?
1: Uh, well, there's nothing for two fifty at a bar. That's yeah. for sure. Well, not anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, this is definitely not a beer that I would ask for at a bar. If there's other options, I'm not going to ask for that.
0: All right. Uh, <laughs> next week, maybe I'll get the course. Maybe the Miller Genuine Draft. Have you had that?
1: Probably not. The no. Genuine Draft no. actually not bad. Well, we'll we'll, we'll try it out. <laughs> That's next actually week. not bad. I got to find a, a place
0: I, I got to find a place I can get a six pack. I don't want to hold 12 pack of that. <laughs> All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? be a 40, a 40 of that, you know. 40s. Got to draw the line somewhere. That's it. That's where I draw it. Friday, what's what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben is our shot of
1: the week. Like Ben mentioned, it is our drinking portion of the show and to get the drinking portion started begun, <laughs> began began begun uh we have our shot which is chilling in the fridge it is inspired by the summer season and the summer weather that we well it's fucking hot outside yeah <laughs> <you can say laughs> right that now. Again. i mean it, it is really warm but i think this shot is appropriate for the weather that we're having it is the ray finkel shot
0: all right you're gonna run and grab that shot I'll and we'll be it. right back
1: All right, and we are back with our shot of the night. Like I mentioned, it is called the Ray finkel shot i actually got the idea from uh the tipsy bartender website uh it is called the miami vice on um on the website but it is a beautiful uh pinkish colored shot Uh, it's almost layered It's, it's white on the bottom pink on top with some pineapple garnish uh the pink portion of the shot is uh bacardi rum mixed with some strawberry pucker i know ben how much you love rum so I always, I always have to go back to it. At least, you know, every few weeks, we have to, uh, you know, have you ingest some rum. And, uh, also the white portion of the shot is a pina colada, uh, basically a mix. Uh, and so Ben, I, you know, I figured it's the summer months and a lot of our, our shots, you know, the last few weeks, uh, have been inspired by the summer season. It is warm. It is heating up. Um, we are, you know, supposed to be on our way. On a vacation. Somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere. But it's not going to happen this year because of the whole COVID thing, unfortunately. So we're going to be sitting at home. No vacation this year, but at least we can enjoy these wonderful shots on the podcast.
0: Yes, we can. And they look beautiful. This one's <laughs> nice. This one's really nice. So please check this out on our Instagram at ThirstAnd, and you'll see it later on our Twitter account at GoalThirst. You can get the beautiful pictures that Frane put together. Uh, it's got pineapple garnish she's eating right now. Mm. Let's give this Beautiful shot, a taste. It
2: was always Dan Marino's fault. Everyone <laughs> knows that. If he had held the ball laces out like you're supposed to, Ray would never have missed that kick. Dan Marino should die of gonorrhea and rot in hell. Would you like a cookie, son? Hmm. What do you know? Your little
0: footballs. <laughs> laces out. It was all that. <laughs> so there you go ace ventura pet detective laces out yeah i mean i mean it's 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 uh it's, it's actually refreshing. really good it's a
1: very maybe i shouldn't have added so much i forgot the, uh the pink portion of the shot
0: the pineapple also, was a nice touch
1: that was very i mean it, i mean the pineapple tastes delicious um really maybe nice, i mean really
0: nice touch too much lime juice though. So. Maybe, maybe it was, a little, too, so. was it a little bit too sour for you nope i can never you can never get too much citrus mm for me.
1: Yeah, I know, but maybe just a little bit less for me, because uh, I lost some of the sweetness in that shot because of the lime. I love uh, it. But it I love very that. Good. That was one of the better ones in the very last year. Very refreshing. Week. I mean, this is perfect, especially chilled from the fridge like that. I mean, this is like the perfect summer shot. And, oh, hell uh, yeah. You uh, can I even mean, put
0: some crushed ice in there and throw it in a blender. Laces out. Laces out, <laughs> Ray Finkel. Uh, one of the best movies, I think of the 80s. Is it 80s, the 90s, 90s? The 90s. Uh, but that's one of my all-time favorite uh, Jim Carrey movies. Uh, so, you know, not the Miami Vice shot. We always come well, this, up with a better name.
1: This is a good shot that you could have on Miami Beach, right? I mean, it's oh, like the perfect sure. shot at a club, Miami Beach, where it's, you know, same temperature as it is right now, but then 100% humidity, which is unbearable. I don't know how people do it out there. Yeah, uh, if you're a Dolphin is,
0: fan, you got to drink. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But that was excellent. I mean, that, that was a very good shot, Ben. Like you said, it was one of our better ones in the last few weeks. And uh, you know, if you have a uh, you know party, well, uh, a social distancing uh, party with uh, maybe ten guests or less, uh, that is a great shot to Depends serve. Depends on how big your
0: yard is. You know, yeah, you yeah, get...
1: exactly. I mean, if if you have a large yard and you can fit ten people, then you know, go ahead and do that. You get Twenty. If, if, well, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna
0: ten feet apart.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna recommend it right now. Yeah. Well, of course not. Of course not.
0: <laughs> uh, but if you're Cautious and careful, and you all have masks, and you stay ten, you know, six ten feet apart. Uh, you can do it, and drink another one of frane's. amazing. That was good, amazing concoction. You couldn't taste
1: the rum, Ben. I mean, I don't the really rum, taste it.
0: The rum didn't really, and I put a lot of rum in there. I didn't really taste it. Yeah. I mean, I tasted the lime, I tasted the Malibu, I tasted the pineapple because I left uh-huh. the pineapple in and chewed on the pineapple as I was swallowing the shot. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Highly well, recommend it for the summer.
1: Probably could have used some Malibu rum, too. I mean, I mean, I didn't use the Malibu. I mean, because there was already pineapple and uh, some of the strawberry pucker in there and the uh, lime juice and everything. So, I mean, uh, you know, the ingredients asked for
0: just regular rum, and I went with the regular rum, but it would
1: taste just as good probably with the Malibu.
0: Yeah, and we know that you folks are out there and you are at home. Uh, you know, it was 108 degrees today, so naturally I went to the pool and spa store to see, you know, what was available in terms of uh, you know, pools and spas to cool us down, something a little bit on the smaller, you know, more reasonably priced side. And they have those uh, swim spas first available delivery date December 2020. <laughs> so we know that these things you are all buying these, you know, pools. Yeah, we're not and the spas, only ones
1: not going on vacation. You're in your
0: backyard, so this is a great, great shot. Uh, to take while you're sitting poolside, spa-side, inflatable poolside. Please, please, please check this one out. Uh, Franny, what's next up on the Big Board? Uh, Next up
1: on the Big Board, Ben, is our beverage of Ooh. the week, which is a rye, Ben. We love our rye and I'm sure you have some information for us.
0: I do, indeed. And Friday gets these amazing, amazing ryes every single week. I am so impressed he gets rye bourbons, scotches, and whiskeys. You don't uh, have to be that
1: impressed. I just go to the store and, and just pull off well, whatever yeah, is highly you, rated on the you shelf.
0: Know, when, I, when, it, when it's left well, to me, that we end up one. with George Dickel.
1: Th- that, that was a pretty terrible offering.
0: Yeah, so when, you, when I'm the one that's in charge of these things, we end up with George Dickel, disgusting rye. Whoever rated that thing anything more than one star. Yeah, that was disgusting stuff. You should be ashamed of yourself. This is the Kindred Single Barrel Rye Whiskey coming from... The Dirty Dirty Down in Florida Uh, They combine state of the art Craftsmanship and passion With a pre-war family recipe To bring us this single barrel Collection of high wheat High mash straight Rye whiskey it's so smooth and gentle on the palate that it earned the respect of its four generation lineage uh, the brand Kindred whiskeys the country US the state, the dirty dirty down in Florida it's an American rye whiskey. The taste is delicate, caramel, vanilla and apple. Uh, it doesn't say much of the spice whether there's a spice uh, but the you know the the reviews are great. Uh, I don't care for whiskey that seems watered down. This is solid rye. Nice finish. Uh, just one person just says it's the best. Uh, another person said, I highly recommend this product. Uh, but the reviews, uh, you know, from Total Wine are really, really, really good. Uh, four stars, five stars, three stars, you know, another five star. Uh it's delightful. One ice cube makes the difference in the flavor profile. We didn't try it with yeah, no, ice it's, cube. It's pretty warm outside. Uh, smooth, out great table. nose, uh, taste, and unique mash bill. Uh, bought this on a whim and glad I did. Very smooth, favorable rye whiskey. So pleased I purchased a second bottle. I only drink scotch and rye uh, in in that order, and I only drink it neat, as we typically do. I typically buy high-end spirits, but I took a chance at the direct products uh, Total Wine has to offer. Total Wine has some very good spirit, direct products, and great prices. This is one of those. Mm-hmm. All right, Ronnie, you want to give this beautiful-looking rye whiskey a taste?
1: Yeah, definitely, Ben. Let's see. You got your glass right there. Perfect. You need to pour some Mike, more. There. You got some. You got enough there. Mike
0: Glenn, Karen Glass.
1: Cheers to you, Ben. Cheers to you.
0: Bang it off the microphone.
1: Cheers to all the listeners out there.
0: That's a beauty. That's the beauty of a, of a dynamic mic. You can just bang crap off it. Hmm. Oh, the smell I mean, is nice. Yeah. The nose is nice. It's got get, a little bit of a spice on the nose. Yeah. Not spirity, but spicy. I get the I get a little I get, bit of caramel. I get a
1: burn. I mean it is 45%.
0: But I do get a little bit of the caramel sweetness on the mm-hmm. nose.
1: Yeah, definitely. it has a nice sweetness to it.
0: I sweetness, get a little woodiness, a little just bit. like
1: a little bit of burnt. Like it's like
0: burnt wood. Maybe the maybe the barrels are charred? I hope so. I hope you have charred barrels. Are your barrels charred, sir? It smells really nice. I'll I mean, it me smells. Nice. It, it
1: burns my nostrils just a little bit. Um, well, it's ninety proof, right? It is ninety proof. Uh, but let's give it a shot and let's
0: All see right, let's it, do it Oh wow, that is good. That's nice. I mean, it, it starts off nice, sweet, great mouth feel uh, on the entry. It's really really bourbony and and sweet and woody and uh but on the back end it's got a spice that's really nice.
1: Yeah, I was going to say I mean it starts off very sweet. Not but, very sweet, but but soft but and beautiful sweeter, on the sweeter sweeter than I would expect a ride to be and um it's so soft on the entry. It it hits you on the front of the tongue with that sweetness and then when it goes down you get that nice Spice. It's not overly spicy. It's just the right amount of spice where it's enjoyable. It's not overly complex. Um, you know, as you sip it, you get the same sort of flavors, but it's very smooth, too. Something that's 45%, it goes down so easily. Uh, and I'm shocked. I mean, this is, uh, you know, a, a $35, 36 bottle of rye. And very little information out there, Not right? much, yeah. But I mean... Um, it's 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 probably gonna catch on pretty quickly because this is a very good rye. probably one of the, the better, dirty, it, dirty. one of the better rides probably that we've had on the
0: show. This is it's up there, mm-hmm. and we've had some good ones. I mean, some of the whistle pigs that we've had, well, some of the whistle pigs that we've had are were supposed to be really good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for the price, I'm gonna find you know, the, that. I'm gonna find that guy with his bow tie.
1: The mixers. Um, that was also very high good. The, the, the high west as well, but I mean, this one is. I mean, I, very love, I love I mean, the complexity
0: is, of the the entry and the finish.
1: Very distinct. It start, yeah, it starts off one way and then it finishes another way. Um, but this is a very good. I mean, it's enjoyable rhyme. It just goes down very. I mean, for for something that's uh, ninety proof, I would I would expect it to have a little more kick on the back end. It, uh, the but it goes nice, down though. easily easy to drink. And, you know, I mean, obviously we're not trying with any ice. Uh, I'm sure it would probably taste a little better if it was just, you know, chilled just a bit. I mean, you know, it's, you know, 85 degrees almost outside. So, you know, the bottle's been sitting outside for a little while, but even at this temperature, it is very smooth and very easy to drink.
0: Well, and in Florida, this is the temperature that you drink this at. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) When you're, when you're, when you're, uh, you know, at a boat repair place in the Everglades, this is, this is the price. This is, you know, you don't, you don't chill it. Mm. That's good. That was really good. I mean, I just love the dichotomy between the sweet, caramel, sort of smoky, woody entry and the spicy finish. Mm-hmm. I really like that.
1: I mean this this is um uh, I mean something that is I mean and the spice- I would I'd somebody asked me like what's a good rye. You know, if, if somebody's asking, you know, work, like, what do you recommend? How, did they say, how do they say it? Whoa, whoa, What's a, a good, good rye. rye. <laughs> yeah. That's just the way they would ask <laughs> for rye. You can't ask for yeah? rye is any other that way. That's just the way it is. Yeah, Friday, it's so good yeah. to see you. What's a good rye? <laughs> a good rye. What can I try? Uh, I know you have a podcast. Um, so, I mean, this is definitely one of those ryes uh, that would come to mind is this one and also the mixture. I mean the, the you know the yeah, mixture, I like the yeah. too. I like the whistle um,
0: pig the first one you brought the small bottle.
1: Yeah, that one was also the 10 year. Yeah. Uh but you know this is this is very good for the price. I mean for something that's 36 because there's a lot of high priced rise yeah, on the shelf. now. Um and you know there's there's very few that have this sort of flavor. I mean it, it's like you said Ben, I mean it, it it starts off one way and then finishes another. You know, I mean, you get like, uh, you know, different flavors from beginning to end. Um, But the amount of spice at the finish is, you know, perfect.
0: Yeah, I just think it's a trifecta. I mean, it's got a great nose. It's got a beautiful mouthfeel uh, on the entry. Sweet, caramel, a little bit of smoke. And then on on the back end, for me anyway, the nice spice on the back end. So it's... And, it's got all three of the things that I would look for in a rye.
1: As you let it linger, I mean, you really get that vanilla sort of coming through as well. I mean, it's... it's Oh, yeah. And there's maybe just a little bit of creaminess. A little bit of creaminess yeah, as well. Yeah, the mouthfeel is nice. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's really, really soft.
1: But, yeah. What, what would you rate this, Ben? What would you rate this um, on a rating scale from 1 to 10? Of
0: rise, I'd give it a 9. Yeah. Yeah, I know.
1: I was thinking the exact same thing. Nine. This is something that you could just sit back, relax, and sip for a long period of time.
0: Yeah. Love to try it on ice. Well, I'd like to try it at room temperature, like actual room temperature. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, like whatever it is, degrees. 70, 75, somewhere in there. 72. But this is really, really well done. Uh, from a relatively unknown distiller down in the dirty, dirty in, in Florida. I'm not sure. Do you know what? Can you look at that bottle? I can't actually mm. read it. Where in Florida? Let me see. Please don't say Jacksonville. Please don't. Say
1: it says Saint uh, Petersburg,
0: Florida. Oh, Saint Pete! There you go. Yeah. Strip clubs and steak joints. uh dot Yeah, I mean, actually, Saint Pete is a pretty nice little town. It it interesting, very very interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. it ryes are coming from all over the place. We tried them from Texas, from Florida, from definitely from Kentucky. Whistlepigs whistle pigs from Vermont. I think where they they don't source it and they don't distill it in Vermont, but they but they. Yeah, I think they, they source it from in Vermont.
1: Canada. I'm not exactly sure, but I believe Canada, and then they age it elsewhere. Um, but this is very this good, is really stuff. good. I mean, I, you know, for the price, you know, thirty six dollars. This is a very impressive offering for a rye, and you know, I, I see why it has such high reviews on the website. Uh, and, you know, it definitely deserves all the high praise that it receives because it is a very good ride. Oh, this yeah. is very and we good.
0: have to and, and, and listeners from the United States take advantage of this. You know, we we talk to or we, you know, we message with, you know, our friends that podcast from the United Kingdom, you know, from Scotland as well as from UK. And these are very expensive over there. They're very difficult to get, especially even something like this with the value added tax and the other uh, import taxes that that, you know, they levy on. On liquors like this, I mean, mm-hmm. this might cost. <clears throat> excuse me, this might cost them sixty or seventy dollars over there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we really have. You know, the luxury, the ability to taste all of these different ryes and bourbons at a reasonable price.
1: Yeah, And between the bourbons and the ryes, I mean, it seems like we gravitate more towards the ryes. It seems like we, you know, appreciate that spiciness on the finish with the ryes. Bourbons, you know, they can tend to be a little bit boring on the finish. Whereas, you know, the ryes always finish with that, you know, a little bit of spiciness. But this one has just, you know, the right amount of spice. Yeah, this is a really nice, I mean, the color
0: is nice. It's got a beautiful, like, amber, sort of light amber color. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely nice. highly recommend it.
1: Yeah, this is a great ride. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our beer of oh, do the we? week. Do we? And okay. It is our okay. first beer from China. And I'm going to grab those from the yeah. cooler, Ben.
0: And I will, I'll get the information ready for our listeners. We are braving this. Uh, taste. No, I mean, I don't know why we're so reluctant to to try it, but it's, it's our first. Uh, there might be know, a little bit first. of lead in it. I don't know. Uh, who man. knows? <laughs> but it, 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 you know, we're gonna give it a shot. It, it, it looks pretty unique. Uh, fairly
1: expensive. The, the, uh, I mean, the the bottle is is very nice. I mean, the graphics on the bottle are are one of the best. Uh, it's it's one of the best looking bottles I've ever seen.
0: All right, hold tight, everybody. <laughs>
1: All right, and we are back with our beer of the week from Master Gao. It is the Jasmine
0: uh, Tea uh, Baby Lager. All right, folks, this is our first beer from China. It's based in Nanjing. Master Gao Brewing was founded back in 2008 and has received national and even international praise for the comprehensive catalog of craft suds. The brewery is headed up by the master himself, Gao Yan, who has been hailed by many as one of the founding fathers of China's fast-growing craft beer scene. Since opening his Nanjing Brewery over a decade ago, his boozy offerings have increased in number, but maintain their commitment to Chinese elements, both in packaging and taste. And we can say the packaging is amazing. Uh, the charm of craft beer is that it is very tasty and you can change its flavor as you wish to fulfill your desire of creation and give you a sense of in- achievement. Gao told China Daily back in 2015. And Master Gao's beer is nothing if not tasty. They recently, or we recently, this is from thatsmags.com. We recently sampled his baby jasmine tea lager, a beer that offers drinkers a complex herbal slash hoppy taste, and we are hooked on the offering. The pale lager gives floral hints. Courtesy of the Jasmine Tea with an IBU of 25, so not particularly bitter, a little bit of a hoppy kick that keeps keeps things interesting. Baby Jasmine Tea hosts a decent dose of alcohol, ABV of 4.8%. It's bottled at the Anhui Beer Factory. The beverage comes in a dark glass, 330 milliliter. That's interesting. Bottle with colorful, Sino-inspired designs. I mean, the the bottle's really nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, The design is visually striking, and its appearance is what first enticed us to purchase the beer from their local market. Uh, If you're a fan of slightly hot beers, uh, sessionable suds, or just want to sample a beverage made by one of China's pioneering craft breweries, Master Gao's Baby Jasmine Tea Lager is well worth a sip. Uh, You know, somebody from... that's Mags.com really likes this. Yeah, I mean, Ben, we've we've tried beers from all over the world,
1: so I figured why not try I mean the, this was basically the only Chinese beer on the shelf at Total Wine, which is an amazing store. Um, but I mean we've had you know Austrian beers, Czech beers, Spanish beers, you know, British, uh, you know, Australian with the yeah, It's fo- pretty shocking. The a, a I mean, country had, of two
0: billion people, and it's the
1: first Chinese beer we've tried. We've had the Indian beer, um, you know, we've had the Korean beers, uh, did we, have we had a Canadian one yet? I believe French, Italian. Fr- uh, oh, we must have had a
0: Canadian at some point yeah. along the
1: way. But uh, we, we've tried beers. Uh, I mean, Ukraine. We had that Ukrainian yeah. beer. We had the Lithuanian beer yeah. also. Armenian beer. Uh, we had the Armenian beer also. Um, so we, we, we try beers from all over the world. Uh, some of them are great. And uh, some of them not so much. Uh, it's a good thing you mentioned that Armenian beer. That one was not that great. Um, Next week, Madagascar. That you, That's you, your assignment. That, that Ukrainian beer also wasn't the greatest uh, of beers. No, uh, but uh, I mean there have been Croatian some great beers. ones we oh, we tried. The Croatian beers. We haven't tried as Slovenian well. beer on I'm the show. I'm not yet. sure if there are any Slovenian beers. Uh, I mean Lashko, We've tried it before, but there's no you know Lashko on the shelves here. Uh, here, uh, but we we have tried uh, Slovenian, the Austrian. Um, I think I mentioned that already. Uh, But, you know, this was the only Chinese beer on the shelf, and it caught my eye, just the packaging on this bottle. Um, So let's give it a shot, Ben. All right, Um, let's give it a a sniff. Cheers.
0: Smells clean. (laughs) (laughs) Like clean and fresh. Clean and fresh. I mean fresh. No, you know what I mean. It smells... (laughs) It doesn't smell uh, dank, bro. It doesn't (laughs) doesn't smell dank dank, or skunky or... Or anything like that It didn't even smell as skunky as the course. So it's I mean, not it smells like at it all actually it hasn't been actually on the has the shelf nice, very
1: long. Uh, as a sweetness to it, it has a little bit of you know floral notes. Yeah, I don't smell the
0: the jasmine. No, but it smells very fresh, very clean, very slightly hoppy. It's like I'm, I just I didn't smell the yeah. the dankness or the sort of the oh the, and and Mexican beers too. Yeah, yeah we we about, all, all the Mexican beers yeah. just about. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna try it. Not oh, sure. Oh, Icelandic. Ah, uh, lacks a little carbonation. I mean, it's it goes down? It's very fresh and very and very smooth. It's got. whoa, what was that? It's refreshing. It's a very refreshing. It's got a little taste light, that I didn't expect in there.
1: Light beer. Um, like you said, I wish it had a little bit more carbonation than what it has. There's not much head uh left on the beer, but
0: but that's also it's a, a signature of non-american beers yeah. that they lack that carbonation. I can't place that other flavor that's in there though. Maybe it's the jasmine. I mean it must be, but I I mean it has a little bit of You a know what floral, jasmine tastes like? I don't I have no clue. Probably like that. <laughs> it, it's it, it's almost a little a, I would say floral but it's also got a little bit of a dank
1: yeah on the finish it's a little little dankness to it it's a, a little, little bit. a little skunky on the finish yeah. on the back of the tongue yeah, you get a little bit of that skunkiness uh to it um but you could you could
0: plow through these pretty easily not as that oh, price yeah. but you could
1: plow no, through yeah it's not at that price but i mean i, I just you know i i, I figured um You know, since we've never had one on the show, we've we've tried them from you know all countries around the world. Like you said, a country with uh, you know how many billions of people, and this is the one on the shelf there. Yeah, I'm wondering if we'll get some listeners from China when they look at their show notes. It's a good, you know, it's a good offering. Um, I mean, I wouldn't pay you know a ton of money for it.
0: Five bucks a bottle. Uh, It's coming from China. Well, uh, Um, and we had the Spanish, the my favorite beer of all time. Which one? The El Bocarón. Oh, the oh the El El Bocarón. That is not on the shelf yeah. anymore, unfortunately. God, that's a good beer. It's a saltwater beer. I mean, yeah. that is
1: amazing. It, it is an interesting beer, and unfortunately, they don't offer it anymore. Maybe they're just out of stock right now, and hopefully, they'll get some more. Um,
0: and and Beltran and I are going to make a beer in about three weeks. Yeah,
1: yeah, we're gonna we're gonna our, be our, brewing our, in the will, near future. This will future. be our fifth round it would be our fifth round american cream ale so we That's made a we'll seventh round IPA, ipa a sixth
0: round Hefeweizen, and now we're going to make a fifth round what was, what is it american cream ale ooh Genesee. here we go <laughs> so what uh, do you i mean what do you what are your overall thoughts i mean what are your what's I mean, your taste profile is, what do you think of it it is
1: it is like you said i mean it, it, it tastes fresh um it's it, it goes down very easily it's easy to drink Uh, But, you know, I wish it had a little bit more hop to it because it looks like it's trying to be slightly hoppy, but not hoppy enough. I just wish there was just a bit more hop, And you're adding some lime to it right now. I just squeezed a couple drops of lime juice in there. I want to
0: see how this is. How does that taste? Is that all right? Better or worse? Uh, about the same. It, it absorbed the lime. <laughs> you, need, you need more lime. It, it absorbed the lime. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I would. not say I, add. I wouldn't say add orange or or lemon or lime to this. Beer. Yeah. If if I was to rate this beer, I would say a five out of ten. Ah, uh, where would you put I it? I can't place the taste in that beer. I just can't. I can't place it. There's something that I I want to be able to explain to our listeners what I'm tasting, but I can't really place it. Mm-hmm lead old television parts um iphone parts i I mean i like it Uh, it's 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 like uh a really good miller a really good bud a really good pabst i mean i'd probably give it a six Wow, i'd give it a six because it's got a flavor that's the flavor's nice it's unique it's clean. It's fresh. It it's it's got a skunky dankness to it, but it's not because it's been sitting on the shelf too long. But it doesn't linger for long periods of time. No, it doesn't linger. Uh, but, but I, I can know, feel it's, that. Going I can to taste that jasmine on the back of my throat. For, I just wish for a it
1: had a little bit more flavor. It's just it's it's almost too soft. Uh, I mean, if this is what you're looking for, I mean, if you just want like a nice um, light tasting beer. This is, you know, pretty much what it is. But uh, if you're looking for a little more flavor, this is, yeah, this is not. I mean, especially for five dollars a oh, bottle, I wouldn't. I wouldn't purchase no a whole El bunch Bocaron. of this. It's not the Edible on, that's for sure.
0: It, but it's good. I mean, I, I give it a six. Franny, give it a five. I give it a five. Ben. Ah, uh, I mean, I want to like it more uh, than I do, but we definitely would recommend it uh, in terms of trying it. Yeah, you know you may shot. taste I mean, something in here that we're know, I mean, not the bottle.
1: I mean, if, if you're a bottle collector, I'm sure there are people out there that collect bottles of beers. Uh, not this is probably, you know, one of the most interesting bottles um, on the shelf. I mean, it really catches your eye, and and you'll. I mean, if you look at our our uh, Twitter or our Instagram, you'll know what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, it's really it's really an interesting bottle. Uh, great story behind the brewery. Uh, really looking forward to trying some more offerings from this particular brewery if they become available at total wine or maybe there's a specialty maybe there's a part of town we can go to uh where you know where i can get where i get Sonya's i get Sonya's korean beers we can find a place in you know in uh downtown near chinatown we could get some potential you know different beers but i like it i mean i just wouldn't give it a anything more than a six because i just don't want to tell our listeners to go out and and purchase it uh but it's 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 an interesting offering, let's put it that yeah. way.
1: Yeah, I, 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 you know, I just um, figured, I mean, I, I've never tried a beer from from China. So, you know, why not, why not give it a shot?
0: I've never been to Spain. <laughs> All right, finally, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben
1: is our housekeeping
0: to finish up the night. The most depressing and sad part of the show. Uh, Thank you all. Are we under two hours? We are under two hours. Unless I can stretch this closing out (laughs) to three and a half minutes, we will finally finish an episode under two hours. Uh, So thank you all, our new listeners, as well as our loyal listeners. Since 2018, we have been a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Uh, please, please, please consider going to our website, thirstinggold.busprout.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes, all 79 of them leading up until tonight. You can check out our show notes, and from there, you can get links to all of the stories that we cover, links to all of the bourbons, the browns, the scotches, and the beers that we review. You get links to all the main and bigger podcatchers, out there from our website. You can also find us on Pandora. If you search for Thirst and Goal podcast in Pandora or on Spotify, uh, you can download the podcast directly from our website or get it in your podcatcher. Uh, you can email us at podcastthirstandgoal at gmail.com. Again, that's goal at gmail.com. You can follow us on my awesome Twitter account at Goal Thirst and, tw- and on Frane's Amazing Instagram not, account really at not. Thirstand, and you can check out all of the photography, the photos of the Browns, the beers, and the shots that Frané and Sonia put together. They're pretty amazing photography. You could see, you know, maybe episodes whatever it was, like 70 through 76 when we were doing remote podcasts. You could see the photography that I was doing, which was pretty poor. Franny kept wondering why all of my photography was off-center uh, or sort of at an angle. It was a little and, skewed. And try as I might, I was not able to center all of my photography. Uh, Franny, anything to say before we finish up the show Uh, thank you final and now we have a helicopter two hours and now we have a helicopter flying over
1: well thank you to all of our listeners out there thank you all and we'll
0: see you next week